0: what's going on everybody let's do the usual stuff just going to itunes or podcast app or wherever you listen to the podcast and leaving a five-star review always super helpful interact with the podcast i mean you see me posting stuff or the on the episode whatever you got questions reach out to me please uh i, I love to hear from everybody love to see what everybody's drinking follow me on instagram uh it's just average joe's beer podcast and then facebook average joe's above average beer podcast twitter and untapped is joe bob 41 joebob 41. one so you know when you there's so many breweries out there there's so much to do in the chicagoland area in the suburbs in the city proper on the northeast south side everywhere everywhere in that city uh, and surrounding it there's so many breweries and there's ones that you hear about here and you hear about it again. You just haven't been there. Or you haven't gotten there. The time just hasn't worked out. That was this brewery for me. And then finally, I've heard enough times talking to, if I run into like my friend, Joe Hill, uh, Alarmist, uh, brewing. And, and he also has a blog called, called drag through the garden. Um, I think, uh, I think that's definitely worth checking out, but Joe's just an awesome guy. And he's a, he's a beer guy and everybody in, in the, in the burbs and in the city kind of knows him. And he Loves this Eris cider cider house here, so it's Eris Brewery and cider house, and uh, I've seen it everywhere. And then a lot of the breweries I respect uh, once the law passed and you were able to have like other people's stuff on your draft lines, I noticed a lot of people were bringing in the Eris ciders and things to be their their kind of staple cider uh, if they weren't making one themselves. So. It was just uh, it's just like something that had to I had to get there eventually. And thank God I did. Uh, I got to sit down with uh, Katie Pizza. That's her, that's her real name for sure. Katie Pizza and Michelle. they're both just like super intelligent, super awesome people. And when you walk into that space, it will blow your mind. Um, I just I never pictured it the size that it is. And from walking around the place with them, uh, there's there's more uh, there's more to work with there than, than that's even being used right now. It's got a great history. It's in a great spot. I mean, you can definitely hit that and hit Old Irving, which is like two seconds away from there, and uh, right around the corner, and you can go back down a little bit and, and hit uh, Beer Temple and see Chris and the guys over there and Max, and you could hit uh, Maplewood and go see the Adam Bros and Roger and all, all the crew over there. So it's it's a great place. Great thing to pop into your kind of brew trips on the weekend or something. Also, the food there was incredible. Uh, The orzo with mushrooms uh, and and their hanger steak. Everything was just awesome. So check them out. But it was a really cool episode. They have great stories. And these ladies I was really impressed with. And make sure when you do go there, you get the 50-50 mixture of one of their ciders and beers. It will blow your mind. We're we're live now. We're rolling. We are in a beautiful, beautiful setting. So much bigger than I thought right off the bat. I know I I told you guys that while we were walking around, but uh, if you could introduce yourselves and tell them uh, where where we're at here.
1: Hi, I'm Katie Pizza. I'm one of the founders of uh, Eris
2: Brewery and Cider House. I'm Michelle Foyke. I'm also one of the other founders of Eris Brewery and Cider
0: House. How many people want to talk about your last name usually when they
1: (laughs) I've got some stories. It's uh-huh. the only thing anyone ever says. Is that her real last name? Uh-huh. It is It is my real last name. i married for love. <laughs> and I took the last name. Um, I have two pizza children, so they are growing up with that name. Uh, and they, you know, so far so good. They love it. Um, my husband had the best stories, though, um, when the white pages were a thing.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Because people would call up and order pizza from him.
0: I bet that... I- gotta be so easy to do back in the white pages days right yeah. I mean, and, see.
1: and he took their orders well, oh no you, <laughs> what,
0: like when we got when we got connected on uh, like through i think we yeah, did like facebook messenger and then then you sent me like hey send it to my email right and, right. I, and like your navy you pops up in like my apple email on the phone and it just says kate pizza i'm like wait wait a minute wait what? this is legit right and then i think patrick at open bottle was like yeah that's her nice name isn't that <laughs> awesome and I'm like, yeah that is pretty awesome <laughs> Well, again, thank you guys for for doing this this morning. I know it's it's Monday morning. It's you have a lot of stuff to do, and you came off vacation. It's like I did. <laughs> you, you get a lot of catching up to do. It's never a good feeling. You're trying to just get everything back back in order. But uh, let me steal some time from you guys. And the walk around to start the day was awesome. I mean, I, I like I said, I did not expect it to be the size of that it is. This building just has written all over it like work. It was a lot of work <laughs> to get to where you're at right now.
1: Almost three years, um, two and a half. Well, uh, in terms of the construction, yeah, the was construction the was a year and ten months.
2: Ah, she's lying. No, me like i like three or four years. No, I no, swear no, no, to no. God, I took that board. No, felt like from, it <laughs> from,
1: from from business plan to opening no, our doors, yeah. practically to the month. It was four years. Okay, um, but you know, in there was the uh, the business plan, getting investors, getting financing. Um, you know. A making lot. sure yeah we had a lot of contingencies on the purchase of the building as well uh, yeah because we wanted to make sure we could get it zoned properly we wanted to make sure uh there's a packaged goods moratorium that needed to be lifted we needed to be square with the state because we are right next door to a church so that had to be um, modified
2: all the things that got amended in the last couple of years of the illinois beer guild we had to work through before that so yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, just just like the initial kickoff when when I walked in, you were polite, got me some coffee, and then you you kind of took me to that that <laughs> entry area. And Then we stopped we,
1: being polite. <laughs> yeah, it we got real. It started getting
0: real. Yeah, <laughs> Who, how many people are like, I'm 20, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm <laughs> in my 20s. I don't know what you guys are. Is that real world MTV? Um, I think no, it was. but you you get, you get in that like like lobby area with the glass case, and you guys kind of walk me through the history of it. So it kind of made... This whole visit has made sense so far. It's been like, you know, we're going to start you at the beginning, Joe. We're going to give you, all like... Right. So you have, like, the the, the glass uh, shadow box type thing with with all the kind of history of the building to kind of pay respect to it. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what that was, man. I mean, I know we talked about it, but I'm going to let the listeners hear about it, too.
2: Go ahead, Kitty. I think you have the best stories about that. I have the
1: best stories? 100%. Well, the stories Aww. that you present are the amazing ones, yes. Okay. Um, the... Our awesome building is a former Masonic temple. Cornerstone was laid in 1910, and it opened its door in 1911.
2: So Crazy. One year, and it's, what, five stories?
1: Yeah, a that's basement,
2: crazy. first floor, <laughs> or basement, It took them less
1: time to build this place than to, uh, for us to renovate it. I know, right? It's the red
0: tape was not there, I guess, back in oh 1910.
1: My gosh. No, and the, but... Um, Gosh, the neighborhood, um, they've got a historic society, and... You know, wh- we where
0: is it, by the way? I mean, oh, if people are, um, that don't know... Yeah, you know. sorry. We're
1: in Old Irving Park. Um, we're in Chicago. We're about halfway between O'Hare and downtown. We're along the Blue Line, we're along the Metro Line, and uh, Irving Park bus. Yeah. So, so many ways to get here. Sorry. <laughs> we're just All following
2: right. that Blue Line stop, you know, like how yeah. there's, everyone's growing on the Blue Line. Well, this was already grown. This was like one of the first suburbs in the city of Chicago. Um, the suburb of Old Irving also got like water for the first time from city. Like it was the first suburb to get water. So it was kind of an interesting neighborhood back then and to have these beautiful old buildings. There's a lot of old mm-hmm. historical buildings that are built around here. Some of them got moved for the Kennedy because the Kennedy wanted to go a certain way and they moved the buildings over. So the neighborhood here has multi-million dollar homes, yet you could also be very affordable on the other side. and you know buy a home that's not as
1: as big as that or as old as that either right now
0: just moving buildings nobody yeah <laughs> totally
1: this is actually the second building that was on this site oh so wow there was one before um anyway, See, did, i told you she has so stories that, I'm that i don't Telling know. you <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't we know that we just gotta coax <laughs> them out of her we just gotta know, poke right? her a little bit and then boom <laughs> so the neighborhood historic society we were we were presenting at a meeting you know talking about the planned business and they came up and they were so happy that we weren't gonna like knock the place down and my eyes just like just i mean this place would be so hard to knock down like this place is the place you want to come during the zombie apocalypse yeah yeah exactly. it would be very I got that it vibe. is hard, <laughs> you know it is nine courses thick on its exterior walls um it's just, just it taught. is substantial taught. yeah yeah, yeah
2: it's funny that you say that you didn't know it was going to be this big but when people drive on the outside because you have not been by it but when you're driving and you see this building most people don't even realize it's a rear cider house because it's so tall and so big
0: i, I hold up the and sign. thought, you guys must be in like the basement of this building right <laughs>
2: exactly yeah but it just it's so massive and so many people in the neighborhood have never been in the building and so when we were doing construction and when we were like actually um opening our doors people mm-hmm. were just like i want to come inside like, I want to see what it's like. Like, what did you guys do in here? Like, did you guys take this down or did you break this apart? We're like, no, we really didn't do much of that at all. I mean, the skin and bones are still, or excuse me, no skin. Bones just are bones. here. Just the yeah, bones. the bones. We took the skin off. We took all the plaster and laugh off. And our walls are just brick and beautiful. And I don't know. It's a, it
0: is a large space. Did you become a knowledgeable contractor by the end of this? I mean, you probably learned oh things my God. that you... Would never want to even know <laughs>
2: no it was like one of those things like hey michelle can you be a supervisor i'm like i've never done construction yeah. how in the world can i be a supervisor and it yeah. was like we learned so much i mean katie and i i mean yeah. she's a project manager like that's her skill set and so it was something that she was able to like pick up and like take a look at it and like schedules and, and organization and all that kind of stuff where um you know but being on site was a little bit different for me you know because you know it was just one of those things but i learned quickly we had a good gc that we learned from well enough to say that you know like we need to have better organizational skills (laughs) (laughs) than what they had in a sense but you know, there was we a little bit of, a lot of coaching along the way. feel
1: smarter now <laughs> than we did at the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. we're well aware of uh, different choices that could have been made along the line. And um, I would
2: never do it again. No. <laughs> no, I'm just one of
0: those. Yeah. No, no, no.
2: That's not That's a true how I feel statement. about
0: college. I I'll never do it again. I oh, can't God. go back. I can't go back. Uh, this, see, no. College
2: was easy. Take me oh, back. Man. I'll go oh, do it oh, in a heartbeat.
0: See, I want to do it I still have nightmares about papers I didn't turn in or something. <laughs> I, I still wake up thinking about it.
2: Uh, all right imagine uh, that for this though uh, like oh we yeah. had yeah. change orders we had paperwork mm. we had to get you know like amendments and all that kind of stuff it was a full-time job yeah presenting for both of us. your case exactly like yeah. a lot you, uh, of that i
0: like the way you described it down t- 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 by the cooler like <laughs> i never felt <laughs> like a five-year-old so often like, <laughs> like no why <laughs> at no 40 why? years
2: old i felt like a five-year-old why no why no why yeah luckily for us the nose became answers Mm -hmm. And the no's eventually became okay, or I guess you're right, and then finally yeses.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a very Chicago project. Yeah. So if you you think about the city that uh, reversed the flow of a river, and the city that built a beautiful park on top of train tracks, you know, we built a cider house right next to a church, and we have it co-located with a brewery, so just... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was just so much. There was so much, but uh, but there's ways around all of it. You know, yeah. there's ways to navigate the system. Um, just takes a lot of patience and a lot of asking why, 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 yeah. why, always. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and just getting back to like what the like what this place was. I mean, this place. You, I think you said the first tenants were the Masonic. Oh yeah, uh, yeah uh, a Masonic
1: Temple Association. There were
0: they held this for what seventy years or yes. something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, about the sixties. Uh, nineteen uh, no, they held it till the eighties. So they, oh. they kept it till uh, nineteen eighty one and then the Koreans bought it. Oh okay. So
2: I didn't realize it was still viable at eighties in the
1: in the seventies, so oh it may not have been. But okay. I mean they, <laughs> still, they, owned they it? still owned it. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: and then what when it passed hands to was it, was it still functioning as a church when you guys Oh my gosh, right?
1: up into the last minute. I mean they moved Everything out our closing weekend. Oh wow! July 4th. Yeah, the the alderman's office actually was under the impression it was an abandoned building. Oh yeah. wow! But um, but it's not. I did mean, did the like, research? I think. Well, no, they had, due diligence. <laughs> um, no, I mean they they took beautiful care of their gardens, and you know they they had some lovely neighbors that knew them. But you know, I guess not a lot of activity, so you know people well, would assume it was empty.
2: Yeah, I guess so. But the the Korean church, I mean, basically was like. I think they had the last mass on Sunday. They moved out on Monday, which was 4th of July. Right? And then we got uh, control of the building on the f- on the 5th of July. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's and then close, people okay. walk through the building now and they're like, oh, was it abandoned or was it in construction? I'm mm-hmm. like, no, we did this damage. <laughs> yeah.
0: We no, did all this we, damage we on the top up. floors. <laughs> yeah. You walk
2: by the one floor for a hot minute, but, <laughs> but that's like the construction. You, that mean, was her you mean her office? <laughs> her office too. Yeah. Shallow. <laughs> <Chalice. laughs>
0: Super jelly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Space heaters and exposed subfloor. <laughs>
2: It's walkable, supposed. suppose. Yeah, it's yeah, walkable, true, though. you know. true, true. Low dust. I mean, there's yeah. still some dust, low, but low some dust. low dust. But it's low dust. Yeah, it's yeah. very small compared yeah. to what we had before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The stuff we were breathing in when we were working <laughs> <laughs> here was crazy.
0: I like the, uh, I like this that, that you mentioned that somebody from the church actually donated a piece for you guys to put on display in there. Like, it's pretty cool. It's a cool neighborhood kind of.
1: The, mason oh, that was stood. The, uh, the masons did so uh, a former mason so uh, not the not the korean church uh, but sometimes uh, we do get uh, remember pastor dan came uh-huh. by for you know so every once in a while former congregant or church leader will come by and say hello have a meal and just have their eyes bug out because, (laughs) yeah. And there's a lot of younger
2: generation of Koreans that were married in this church. And so now they come with their families and they'll come for breakfast and they'll come for like lunch and dinner and stuff like that. And they just love it because they love the idea that like, oh my gosh, we used to have sermons in here. That was the altar. We got married (laughs) up there, you know, where the kitchen is now. Uh So it's always, it's a really cool community to be part of because all those people were very supportive of us because they had to move. They had to find a place that, the elderly community that they had were going to be able to go up and down, you know, cause there's okay. no elevator in the okay. building. They just had staircases. So the elevator, you know, was something that we added in.
0: My first thought is, is how the hell did you guys figure out to even look at this place? I mean, what it was, was the fluke? And when did you guys even start thinking that you needed a place? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that was with Katie's husband, Nundio. Um We Nunzio came from revolution. I left revolution. I went to work for virtue cider and Nunes asked me if um, I wanted to open up a brew pub. And at the time I didn't. I wanted to open up a cider house because I fell in love with cider working at Virtue Cider. And then um, <laughs> like, he would purposely show up at my house to take me out and check out places. And I'm like, I'm like I am can't go today. And he's <laughs> like, no, I'm here outside your door. And I'm like, what? Sorry. Yeah. So um, we did that. Uh, we, I don't know, it was August 2013 was the first email I remember. Okay,
1: yeah, and August, I started 2013. working with you in February 2014. Right,
2: yeah, so, so. it was about then, So because I got introduced to Katie, because I didn't know Katie before. I've known Nunzio for a couple of years now, and I didn't no, know Katie. it's
1: like, friendly, hi, you know, oh, yeah. like that, oh, from hey. Revolution. But like, that's oh, oh, that's Michelle, you know, but uh, but no, I... I, I not the way I know you now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so then it was February, and uh, we went to two places. We went to one. Oh. That was it, two and places. then... This was the second place and this was uh our our realtor, Adam, called and said, Hey, you guys do me this favor. We he couldn't find the places we we're looking for. We we're looking for like twelve to fifteen thousand square feet. Um and in different neighborhoods. And he's like, I found this, it's a commercial setting. Did he say it was commercial or was it what was it called at the, the time? The industrial? Crazy,
1: yeah, it was it was listed as an industrial property. Yeah. But the Chicago zoning for it was a business classification. So if someone wanted it for light industry, they would have had to change the zoning, you know? I mean, there's no way you could do that. I think it was just a bad listing. So whoever purchased it would have to, you know, do the work that we did to, you know, to convert it over to a different use. Which was yeah. a
0: lot. <laughs> it was work. a lot,
2: yeah, but like I, like I said, Adam's like, just, Michelle, listen to me. I'm like, what? And he's like, 24,000 square feet. I'm like, what are you, why are you even telling me this right now? Like, why 24,000 square feet? We want 12 to 15.
0: It's a lot he's of like, square feet.
2: Exactly. He's like, yeah, but it's got a parking lot. He's like, and it's right by the blue line, and there's a metro stop. I'm like, okay. And then he said it. Then he's like, it's an old Masonic temple turned into a church. And I'm like, oh, a church. Now, really? Interesting. It's
0: been on your list. <laughs> yeah. It was on your list. It was
2: on the list. So um, we got here, and he's like, just hold on before you make any judgments. He's like, just let's look at it. And I don't believe I wanted to leave. Wow. Like, it was the second floor. was. We walked up there, and it's another ballroom the size of this. That in this ca- in this room that we're in right now, which is the main dining room. Okay. Um, and it blew my mind.
0: So what's up there now?
1: Oh, it's it's still there. Oh. I mean, it works storage. You know, <laughs> um, the Koreans used it as basketball court because they oh, left wow. the little tape markings all over the place. Oh, cool. But yeah, originally it was an assembly hall, and um, it is likely, um, you know, through it through expansion, of course, uh, would turn into an assembly. Uh, private Special event events. space mm-hmm. for 200 people uh, yeah oh, yeah You'd have a lot it is of weddings there. substantial yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, i'd have to move my suite office though she would well, it becomes yeah. the bar area over there so it's not the way.
0: non-negotiable slow down there slow that.
1: down everything's
2: negotiable we're not okay?
0: moving that office you would have <laughs> no. to actually have heating and cooling in your, in your office all very of that disappointing for katie pizza she would not like that she
2: yeah, I like. I'm pretty sure if any of our investors are listening to this right now, or will be listening to this, it's going to be one of those things where they're like, "Oh no, that's going to be turned into a special events stream real soon."
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, again, in, as soon as you start telling that story, I'm thinking to myself, "Well, I want to, I want to even push us farther back now." So, what were you doing at Rev? What was, uh, what was your tie with Rev and Virtue? and
2: Oh, yeah. Um, my first venture in beer in general was uh, I was 23, 24 years old, and I started working for Goose Island. My first interview was John Hall and then Greg oh, Hall, geez. believe it or not. Yeah, before any kind of corporate setting at all. Um, they just opened a year before the Goose Island Wrigleyville location, and I became general manager within a couple of years. What
0: year is that? What year is that
2: 1999 is when they opened that place up, right. but in 2000 is when I came in. Okay. Yep, and we had it. I was there until 2006. Oh wow! So I spent a very long time growing up in uh, the Goose Island culture at that time, and also learning about beer, learning about um, the neighborhood. Then was just men, athletes, sports, and that's it. So like, luckily for me, I, I enjoyed sports, and I'm a big NFL fan, and I was Green Bay Packers still to this day. So I have a lot of arguments and fun stuff happening. It's a hard out there. weekend. Man. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew going into that San Francisco game. After a lot, a watching lot of
0: Packers fans seem to know that. They yeah. Seem to be like, uh, this is the worst thirteen three team I've you ever. You know, been. I
2: think Tennessee had a harder time knowing that they could have possibly won the ball with KC, but yeah. otherwise, yeah, yeah, Packers knew going into it that wasn't going to be pretty. So, but anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I digressed. No. That's okay. I mean, I don't know where the bears fell into all this stuff, but let's hey, let's move on. It. Yeah, that, that's, that's I thought that was the answer. Let's keep going. See? <laughs> no, okay. So, um, Goose Island, I did that for a long time. I left, and then I came back to the company, and I started working for them in their corporate office. And when you say corporate, you just say Goose Island uh, packaging.
0: Yeah, you sell out. Fulton. I was You know kidding, what? It. Don't even get, get me started. I'm that's
2: it. a whole other podcast about that, Okay. Mm. Uh, no, but I worked there, so I did special events. I did marketing. I did financials. I did um, uh, education, wholesaler education. They sent me all over the place to teach people about how to sell Goose Island beer and how to taste it and how people should what drink was, it and stuff. What was
0: this time frame then? So this is in back.
2: 2007, 8, and 9. Okay.
0: So you were working straight out of Fulton then? Or yeah, straight out of Fulton. Traveling. And I was
2: traveling yeah. a lot, yeah, and doing fun things like that. And then uh, my friend Maddie Kemp who is a brewer at Revolution, um, has been my friend for a long time because we all worked at Goose Island in 2000, in 2000, 1999. So Josh Deeth's first day, or last day, Josh Deeth's last day at Goose Island was my first day in.
0: Oh, wow. We saw each other. That's we said hello.
2: He's like, good luck with this. I'm like, what's, okay? And he's like, yeah, it's my last day, I'm out. I'm like, oh, okay. Found good out, like, this. yeah. And he basically was like, no, I want to open my, my own place. I'm like, oh, interesting
0: didn't work out for him. No. Was unfortunate.
2: No, it did not. <laughs> but think about it, for real. It did not work out because he did a handlebar. True. So thank True. goodness, years Maybe later, after history. I left Goose Island, he, he picked me up. So <laughs> I was the general manager of uh, Revolution, then became the director of operations.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. So you worked with him a little bit.
2: Two and a half
0: years. He was just unintentionally on the podcast with a panel. They did a panel, oh, and I just recorded it uh, for them. I, didn't, I wasn't a part of it. I just recorded and posted it. So that it was like Josh Noel and uh, Josh Deeth, and then uh, one of our shop owners at Crafted, and uh, Windy City Distribution's vice president and things. So they had a, it was like the oh, day wow. after the uh, Ballast Point uh, was that Wesley? Uh, what's that? Who was the guy oh, for? No, uh, Bob Iggins. Bob oh, Iggins. okay. Yeah, so it was like a, the day after that Kings and Convicts Ballast Point. Yeah. Happened. So we got to hear some real good fresh thoughts. Uh, um, I can't imagine. On the beer I'm going to have to listen to that one. Currently. Yeah, it was fun. Because here
2: we're all blowing up. Everyone's like, who are these Kings and Convicts? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just did an event with them, and like, I tried some of their beer, and da-da-da. yeah, yeah.
0: A lot of habanero sculpin coming your way. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyways, so so you were kind of traveled up. So you were in the beer industry at 23. You I mean? Yeah, you I've been in, in it for a long time. You kind of yeah. So you know your way around. You yeah. Know the, you know the characters and the people and the. Uh,
2: so I know all the people that own places now. Yeah.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. we were <laughs> you, all. You know what I'm saying? Like you everybody were part of that from class Goose Island. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at all the people that started Goose. Whether it was Josh. Whether it went. I mean, you've got. I mean, there's Mr. like Mr. Laffler, ten. How about Laffler, John, yes, yeah. Brian Taylor. You got Laffler. You've got uh, John W. Out of Muscatonic. Um, I mean, I should have wrote them all down, but there's a long list. Like Phil um, over at Perennial, it's
0: like you like know, a Coaching Tree. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, it's wild.
2: Yeah, but I've never brewed.
0: No, no I mean, desire. Well, I, mean, I, I think Jake, o- Jake over at Cruz Blanco was uh, one of their brewers. He at, was. at Goose's. What there. He was the brew Yep, he was at Clybourne. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, they was. I left early at that time, but yeah, he was there for a while too. Jacob was.
0: Yeah, no desire to brew. We had that conversation, no. didn't we? <laughs> no desire to brew. No now. desire to brew. We've got some stuff going. You know on what? Here. There's
2: way more talented people out there that can brew yeah. than me, so I'm not even gonna try.
0: <laughs> so that that just kind of led you to, like you said, you're talking about at that point when you were you weren't really looking to open up a brewery. You, you kind of said cider, you know, yeah. cider house. So you already had that thought before uh, Katie's husband approached and said, said like, um, hey, let's open a brew puff.
2: I, I don't think I, I was very serious about it. You know, like, <laughs> I, in my mind, it was like, what would I do after Virtue? You know, like, mm-hmm. I would love to open my own cider house. I think that's really interesting. Um, I've always just wanted a diner. I wanted something very small. Um, I've come back from a restaurant kid. I'm a restaurant kid. My family owns a hotel, owned a hotel and restaurant in Wisconsin Dells. Oh,
0: wow. So I've
2: been dishwashing and bussing tables at 13. I started waiting tables at 14. I bartended at 16 because in Wisconsin, there's crazy laws. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like go for me, go, see? I know, right? <laughs> you could sit at a lifestyle. bar and be under 18 and mm-hmm. get, you know, mm-hmm. served by your parents. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's what I've, I wanted. And then cider became a really big passion. I really enjoyed cider a lot. Not only did I work with Virtue, but then I ad- ended up getting into involved with a lot of the cider makers. So United States Cider Makers Association, I did all the logistics for their tastings during their conferences for about five years. So this last year was the first year I did not do anything, nor am I doing anything this year in Oakland because Ares is just mm. our own baby now. I don't yeah, need to be right? babysitting How anybody you guys else's have baby. How time
0: to do anything else? Man.
2: I don't know. We're missing CiderCon this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Normally we make a presence, make but it. this year we're not making it.
0: Yeah, i kind of asked you guys like you know what do you, are you working right now i knew the answer was probably <laughs> going to be what it was but i had to check i had to see you know you never know how many people were involved like what's the you know the financial side the backing the investment is there of investment is this all self you know funded is it you God, know no. are you, are you <laughs> yeah, no. not this one. Yeah.
1: we will be in debt forever forever so. and ever
0: but not in your hearts what in your hearts you will not be in debt. <laughs> it's all paid back already so how did the two of you guys come to path, uh, you know, because obviously your husband was a part of kind of the initial thoughts, and then you're like, hey, hey I so want to get into this. Well,
1: he, um, we, we talked a little bit about poaching earlier. So uh, <laughs> Nunzino founded Hophead Farms in, in Michigan. So he knows many breweries, you know, all over the world. Some connections um, there. So when people talked about, you know, like what is ailing, you know, the pinch points of their different businesses you know, everyone was looking for like an amazing general manager to make all of their headaches go away. And so he would just ping Michelle periodically she's say, like, Hey, you know, this, this guy, you know, he's looking for some help, you know, and she's like, Nope. So, um, he eventually got tired of asking that question because the answer was always no. And said, well, what would it take? What would your own place look like? So when that question got answered, he, you know, showed her the properties. and then it became real when she fell in love with this place. And so he put us together to do the business plan, because um, Michelle being so creative and um, and having, you know, just thoughts going in a million directions at once, Aka kind of funny. unorganized. We, could, we could, I would never say that. <laughs> I would. I would let other she would people never say it, say it to your but your face, I would but never say it. She wouldn't correct them. Um, she so wouldn't correct them, but. you know, it, it just the business plan. It needed to be put into a package and with a nice little bow that everyone could understand and. Um, yeah, so then then and we started shopping it around. Too. Yeah, and I just, I just stuck around. I'm well, like, to Katie's credit, she also wrote the business plan, yeah. you know, in
2: partner with Nunzio for Hopet Farms. So she feels she like
0: she's has kind yeah. of being a little humble right now. She's being a little too humble. She's a, little be a little bit more than she more than she's letting on.
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very proud of both business plans. <laughs> yes, you are, and you should be. Yes.
0: Did I say? It both business plans? Oh I mean, uh, yeah! Right, uh, so for for hopheads, no, no, oh, okay. for hopheads, oh, okay. and yeah, yeah, so you wrote hopheads, okay. and then
1: for um, and for the other, so
2: yeah. But talking about like freelancing here, okay. Yeah. Next advertisement will be sponsored All by. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hop Head Farm. Hop
2: Head Farm. No, Katie Pizza's own Uncle Katie,
0: Katie <laughs> Pizza's business side Business pizza. side <laughs> That's her oh side piece God. right there. Side piece. Uh, side, huh, side, piece. There side, side piece. What a great friend. That's a Side piece. Side hustle. We've got a, uh, we do a side, a, that's side a, that's hustle. That's an Uber thing. They'll probably yeah. sue you. <laughs> 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 Uber might sue you. The side hustle.
2: I love these things because you just come up with all these. Like, this is the way we should brainstorm different I'm things. I'm telling you, man. We had a podcast. Just do it this way.
0: So many things come up. So many. If we had these ciders on the table. names more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beer names for sure. Well, speaking of that, I just went through what was the what was the first uh, cider I had because right now I have cider, beer, and then a combination of each cider and beer that I just tasted. So, what were? The, let's go over that real quick. I'm not like a taste and review type podcast, but <laughs> but we have them on the table. Let's kind of talk about some of the stuff you guys. You got started going with
1: on. Van Van Mojo, which is um, our a hard cider from apples and back sweetening that comes from a blueberry puree. Then um, you know we it's dry hopped. Actually, the dry hop comes before the back sweetening. It spends about a week uh, getting that mosaic hop flavor, leaching it out for the for the dry dry cider, and then we put the uh, blueberry in it.
0: Puree? Done. They just use like a puree? Mm-hmm. Like. It. You always, it's always fun to hear like how things are sourced at different places. Because some people are like, "Well, I know this guy up in Indiana has got a farm, and I get it there." And then some people are like, "Well, we just go to Oregon fruit or whatever, you know." We wish we, the we could. Boxes of, yeah, know, we uh, wish we could
2: uh, press fresh pr- blueberry. But obviously, you get it once a year. And then also in Michigan, um, there are great blueberry patches out there, and, com- and farms for blueberries and uh, else? Cherries, but just the amount that we have to make and the time that's spent on it. We really d- can't get that alignment together by having someone fresh-pressed juice and then adding it. And since we started out with puree, it changes it. It's a, a different idea. So that would have to be a new cider mm-hmm. that starts with a fresh-pressed blueberry because it would taste different. Oh, for you sure, know? Yeah. So it's like one of those things where we're trying to like work on recipes right now with Joe being our new brewer, cider maker, and. It's um, it's interesting to see how you can slowly change something, but you can't change it right away because it's going to taste different, and people notice it right off the bat. So
0: where would we find Joe? Where where Joe come into the picture?
2: Laganitas. Oh, okay.
0: Because you guys were just saying, it. yeah, Mary Mary's been on the show before. Um, Mary was his boss. Phenomenal. Yeah,
2: he loved that lady. She was
0: incredible. Yeah. yeah. I, she was like a one on one, too, which is always oh, cool. a little bit more challenging when you, nope, not with her. She's <laughs> about as professional and awesome as you could be, and also casual and fun and like telling great stories. So, totally impressed with her. So I can see why you guys would like Joe if he's <laughs> working with oh, yeah. her.
2: No, and he's got so many nice things to say about Mary. I don't think I've actually met Mary yet, yet at all, but I've heard so many great things about her. And like the idea of working at Loganitas and he was there day one for the new location. So he's one of the first, what was it? I think there was like eight of the original guys were at Lagunitas for almost 10 years.
0: Yeah, I could
2: see Or it's that. the opposite. Maybe there was 10 guys for eight it was, years. It was 10 something guys, like that. and I think Joe, okay.
1: Joe was there a total of nine years. Okay, there we go. But he was the last uh, last holdout. Yes. So he was the last of the OG. Yeah,
0: I just saw him walking through here. There yeah. he is. There he we'll is. Have to get him on the mic. We no. called him like the, al- the, oh, yeah.
1: called the the alderman of Lagunitas. Oh yeah, he was called the alderman of Lagunitas. Yeah.
0: Any any backstory to that? Do we remember that? We'll have to I make Joe tell that story. We'll throw what? him on a microphone. We we
1: absolutely. <laughs> I think we should, should. have yeah. him
0: on the
2: microphone. Yeah. No matter,
0: it's about you guys right now. I want to hear about <laughs> you guys. I barely I barely cracked cracked the uh, shell here. But man. that's the thing
2: about Eris in general. It's like a, a community center. Like it started out as a Masonic Masonic.
0: I'm going to say mosaic. Masonic. Uh, You
2: know, mosaic (laughs) hops. uh, Masonic temple. I do love
0: mosaic hops. Yes, yes.
2: Well, and we got very lucky with that, too. Like, that's the perfect combination. Blueberries and mosaic hops is, like, the foundation of Van Van Mojo. Mm. Really. So, but, uh, yeah, community center. I mean, Katie and I couldn't do it alone. You know, I know that you have us here talking with you on it, but we couldn't do it alone. There's so many people that had to help us, and we had to allow people to help us. You know, it's not something that you could just say, oh, yeah, I did this all by myself. So... (laughs) You know, we yeah, have no. a chef, we have a, we have a general manager now, we have a brewer, assistant brewer, we have, you know, a assistant, I mean, everybody, you know? It's just a big chaotic mess here. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. But chaos is like I exactly why mess. we named I could,
0: it. I could picture the chaos behind the scenes. I don't feel the mess part, though.
2: <laughs> nah, there's no mess. It's really not a mess. It's just a big stirring pot.
0: It looks, it, I mean, you guys are, again, you guys are unique in many ways, but you're unique in the fact that, you know, you're... The size now physically that I'm seeing the the uh, f- the kitchen the you know the fact that you have these high insiders these beer you have beer as well and then you're also doing these mixtures of the both which I think is phenomenal uh, I kind of I like both of them by themselves but I like that better isn't I like it to great have yeah both of isn't that crazy them. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, the, 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 did you guys see this somewhere else and say, like, oh, we should try this? Or um, was it does. Like, it, it was just make sense. It was <laughs> an
1: investor that started doing it. And, you know, the bartenders would be like, okay, this guy wants like half Listen of a porter, up. so Reverend uh, Love Shave. Mm-hmm. You want half Reverend Love Shave, half uh, Van Van Mojo, and then. You know, It was just the thing. It was just the thing that Mitch did. Yeah. But then, uh, see, we opened in February, and then Chicago Beer Week, wasn't that, like, in March or it something was, like that? It was. It was right away. So, like, May, we're, May. Okay. That's I mean, okay. Regardless, we are Th- what exhausted. What year was this, then? Uh, this 2018. 2018. Yeah. So we're oh, just wow. exhausted. This is really after young. Opening. I think you guys
0: had been open a little bit longer No. Actually, this
1: coming weekend is our, our two-year two year anniversary. Oh, That's the table yeah. awesome. twos.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I thought you guys had been open longer. No, I mean, no. no. no
2: that's how we look the way we look right now. So great, <laughs> so great. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, no, it's two years. The blends are great, though. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what we what we did for uh, Chicago Beer Week because we did not have any time to no. come up with anything. Like you know, let's do a special release. It's just like, okay, we're doing blends, and you know, what works well together. So in addition to the Reverend Love Shade and Van Van Mojo, which became known as what? Uh, Doctor Moreau. Doctor uh, Moreau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have
0: so many questions or, <laughs> uh, about these names, but I don't want to distract and you from then, your story. And
1: uh, then Snake Snub. Uh, so yep. the original Snub beer uh, blended with Pedestrian. Yep. And what was the third one? Oh boy. Was it um, was it Blush at the time? Was it Blush? Was it uh, season Could season of Blush, but what did we
2: what did we blend it with? Like? Season of I think confusion. Saison. Okay,
1: that could
0: be. Saison I mean. might have been on. The yeah. names oh. are so abstract. Like, wait, you want to throw down on like what? What was the the tube things? Like, was it a supporter with a like strawberry or like what? What were the like the kind of the flavorings that you were pairing? Okay, okay. You even the names. Soapy. But in case somebody doesn't know what yeah. that well, well, you know, was, that pedestrian is.
1: That's entirely fair. Totally. <laughs> so um, go to Untapped
0: right <laughs> <laughs> now. Look up what it is. And then picture the combination.
1: So the uh, as we discussed, the Van Van Mojo is a blueberry hopped cider, and then the um, Reverend Love Shade was a was it a chocolate porter, or just a regular porter? It was a regular porter. Okay, regular yeah. porter. So
0: roasty, malty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With
1: chocolate malts, but it was I wouldn't consider right, but it. Right, it's not
0: going to be like a you yeah. know, like a syrupy chocolate no. kind of flavor to it. Yeah.
1: Pedestrian, um, or sorry, um, Snake Snub was a blend of Pedestrian, which is our standard dry cider that, uh, that you will see at, you know, at the places around uh, Chicago. It's one of two ciders that we distribute. And uh, actually, Van Van Mojo is the other one. So there were two top performing ciders that we send out into the world. So dry cider, you know, just 100% apple. You feel like you're drinking Granny Smith. The beer that it is blended with is original snub, and that was an ale blended actually with apple juice. So it already <laughs> had that. It all fermented with apple juice. Felt right. Yeah. So, so there we go. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the third snuggled
0: one, I, up just, together. I don't
2: remember. I'm I don't remember what the third one was actually. I thought it was saison and blush, but I'm that might look not look it up. be it.
0: Who knows? So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. yeah. So yeah. So like Chicago Beer Week. This is 2018. This is like pretty close to opening for you guys. Then so yeah. you're kind of like. Well, everybody's kind of flexing their muscle for Chicago Grab Beer. Week. we have to do something to stand yeah, out. We, have, but we, we, we don't were known really for have cider. The, you know, right. Like, people
2: knew us as cider. They didn't really see us as beer. Honestly, you I know? did.
0: I thought, I thought you guys were only cider for a long time. Yeah. And then, you know, people said, oh, they're making beer. And that's why when, I, when we were down there, I asked you guys, like, did you start doing that first and then beer? So I thought, like, maybe I just, there was something added later. No, yeah, so no. It was always.
2: It's really funny when we talk about it now because investors just wanted us to do beer. They didn't want us to make cider. Or, excuse me, they didn't. I wouldn't say they didn't want us to. They didn't understand it. Um, that was what, you know, like the original cider. plan. Did you say, cider, yeah, they're like cider? Well, what beer. is cider? That's well, beer. Remember? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No chickens involved. No chickens are no hurt involved. in the making of that's these right. beers. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then it became something that like beer had to be involved. So beer and cider were both at the same time. And at that time, our brewmaster was doing both and creating the cider in the process and making the beers and making sure that we we're ready to open up with some Available, yeah. you know, because that's that's the biggest, toughest challenge is how do you open up with cider or beer available at the time that you need to open up, especially with all the laws and everything? You know, it's like, okay, how are we going to make this happen?
0: Yeah. So, so. W- for uh, Craft Beer Week, referencing back to what you guys were just talking about, the combinations, was that something you guys did? Like, it's Craft Beer Week, we're going to release this stuff in our tap room, or were these like stuff you were sending to like. What was that? It would be like beer, uh, beer under glass, or no. like things like that, or
2: we could do it at beer under glass. So yes, one of our first beer under glass had the combination because I know Katie, you were there for that one, mm-hmm. and we had a beer on draft and we had a cider on draft. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, you make beer," so that kind of came out of that for sure. But like, the thing was is that um, we first started out doing the blends and we put them in howlers, and then we realized that there is still a lot of sugar or the blueberry puree still had sugar in it, you know, from the actual just sugar content of the blueberries. Started like if
0: re-fermenting.
2: Correct. And, and we didn't, well, it didn't start re-fermenting. It, it could have. People and like
0: left it in their car. And that's what we were trying to avoid. Outside. Like, yeah, like our first weird. brewmaster
2: was like, no, we cannot have that happen. So we stopped doing that, but you could only get the blends in the, in the restaurant, like in the pub itself. So, but the, but the blends became a whole nother category. I have people that come in and they're like, oh, I don't like cider. And they'll have a blend and they're like, whoa, what is this?
0: I don't like you cider know? or beer.
2: Right. And that's, <laughs> yeah. it's often the other way too, where what they do don't like beer, me? you know? And so, the so we've gotten a lot of people to try both now because of those blends. Yeah.
0: yeah. This, blend, this blend is kind of knocking my socks off right now, to be honest with you. It's, employees, it's really, that was an employee. Really cool. All of
2: our blends are mostly employees like messing around at the end of their shift and trying yeah. things out outside of, you know, some of the things that we've conjured ourselves. But
0: was that the 50 50? Was that, that was that a 50 okay, 50. No, that, that was 50/50. 50 50. Mm-hmm. 50. Okay. We haven't D- done a 75 a 25 in a long time. Did I don't know
2: why, but the 50 50 we've been doing a lot lately. We have a barrel aged beer on right now, uh, the B A C H, uh, which is barrel aged in a barrel aged in a C H barrel, uh, the C H Distillery out of Chicago mm-hmm. here, and uh, it's a Russian Imperial Stout. A Montre- it's called the Monstrosity, Ooh. and it was in the, over a year in that barrel. Well, we mix that now with the Van Van Mojo, and it's like a chocolate-covered blueberry. Whoa. Yeah, so Whoa. good.
0: Is that a thing? People like chocolate-covered blueberries. I don't know. Oh yeah. Sounds good. Oh my that gosh! Sounds so good. Your kids yeah. don't eat that? No. Like I some people, I see people I give that to kids. Yep. I just give them espresso beans. That's all. No, <laughs> and that's why they're bouncing <laughs> off no, the walls. Seven to nine years old. Give them espresso beans. They're fine. Oh, uh, that's that's a very unique thing to offer. Now, now have you guys ever keg that and like no. you know something like that? Like you can't. Haven't figured that science that's the out. Unfer- <laughs> that's the re-fermentation that's aspect. Yeah. yeah, we don't so, want to do that yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm just trying we're to only two years old. Well, well, come f- on, we're basically not even can dump walking puree yet. Into finished beer. I mean, you guys can figure out a way to make a cider and <laughs> that work together, right? I mean, it's gotta happen at some point.
2: I want to know the. I want to see the quality control notes on that beer. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: oh, you haven't watched those story that story the last month or whatever when they're they're taking the ABVs off there. They were like 10 percent beers, oh, and then God, they went yeah. they went through and. Uh, th- like they had they, they had Sun King now take over testing them before their for their current releases, but somebody independently tested it and they were coming out at like two point seven percent, and they were like advertising those eight and ten percent beers. There, there's so much goddamn puree in them. It's just post fermentation grenades that oh, you have yeah. you know, to make sure they're cold at well, all times
2: and that's the thing and that's what gives everybody else a bad rap unfortunately hmm. and then all of a sudden now we're going to end up getting you know like it's going to start the whole like law process and yeah. or you know now we need to have more information and so we're going to have to end up testing all of our stuff through somebody eventually so yeah that's
0: it's hard uh, well, I mean when you keep it in the tap room it's not a TTB I mean, I right right so that's
2: that's okay but once you start distribution or once you start putting it in a can I mean we still haven't canned yeah. anything yet and we're just doing hollers right now and uh you know, eventually we'd like to get to that point. I'm we'd love say, to be that able something to package. You guys are
0: like, not that you're just thinking about it. Obviously, you're thinking about it. I mean, you'd be crazy not to think about canning something. But, like, is it something you guys are like, this is on the like high priority list. that We would like to do something. But at at the time, it feels right. Like, And I'm guessing, would that be, like, a mobile canner? Or you guys don't have a? I want to say you have a shit ton of space because your space is parsed off in different areas. You know, like, canning lines take up a lot <laughs> can take up a lot yeah, of room yeah. and need like, to be kind of settled and in, in one place at all times. We're in the research phase. Yeah,
1: yeah we're it's so in the research phase. It's something phase. that we yeah. very much want to do. And then after the research is done, the, then comes the math mm-hmm. and the space planning. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's definitely something we want to do. And I mean, if, if only, you know, if only a small crowler machine, you know, that could be a lot of fun. Crowler machines? Yeah.
0: Also very expensive. But yeah. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about that with the new law this year. Like that was something that kind of shocked me when it, when it actually went through because like I, I mentioned to you, having Danielle from the Brewer's Guild on, asking her that question from a dumb consumer point of view and then her explaining to me and then me immediately flipping my entire thoughts on it from hearing her, her genius explanation of it and then now seeing it actually in the market. Like it's something that I'm not a fan of, but if you're doing the best version of that, you've procured the equipment, you take the time to make sure your staffs and people know. I'm just, I'm afraid that, that stuff's going to fall through the cracks. I hate the bad representation of people's beer that they have no control over, you know? Sure, you have old cans or something on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's your rep's fault. Maybe he didn't get in there, or, you yeah. know, partially the store wherever, the the, the the retailer. Sure, they maybe they didn't check the dates. You got old stuff out there. But a crowler, to trust the consumer to take that crowler, uh, growler or howler, you know, 32 ounce glass, can, whatever, and drink it on time and... Make sure that that staff member is purging the CO2 and f- and capping it off at foam head. Like I don't know, it's got to be it's got to be scary for breweries uh, I think to think about their stuff going in the wild like that.
2: I think that breweries should be scared of that, but I also think that the um, establishment that's allowing that howler or growler to go out the door has to take the responsibility. And I put it on any person that purchases a howler or growler from a bar like that to. If there's something wrong with it, take it back to them. Yeah. Like that's, I think the the part of the education that has to happen too, along with this new law, because it's not the responsibility is no longer in my hands. It's the hands of the establishment that has the howler with their name on it now, putting my beer or cider into that container. And I just want the consumer to understand that it's their responsibility to go back to that establishment and tell them they're not doing the things the right way, and or let them understand that. You know, hey, I got this. It doesn't taste right. Please give me another one so that you can get another one from them and see if it's the same.
0: See, Before yeah, I think there's also an the...
1: issue just with things that you get on draft, though. Because remember, we were over at we were at a speaking engagement and, and we were testing our own product. Yeah. And you're like, oh, someone's lines has, we've got issues in the lines. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, you can, it's... It's hard. I mean, there's the reason why. Just come straight to the source. Come to Paris, located at 4240 West Irving Park, because our lines are clean, and you will be assured you're getting the freshest product possible.
0: That address brought to you by Hophead Farms. Hophead Farms. (laughs) I like that. that. We got got this thing, guys. We, We got it. We know what we're doing.
2: I think you uh, got a career in radio, Katie. I'm saying yeah, that's
0: right. She nailed that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like like you said, I honestly agree with what you're saying. Like, come to the source. But when you form that partnership as a brewery, you know, and you want to get your stuff into retail stores for whatever reason that is, you know, spread your brand, get more, mm-hmm. get into more people's hands. Whatever whatever your reasoning behind getting your product out into the wild and in the market, it's like you have to vet those people. <laughs> you're like you can't just be like, yeah. you want my beer? Here you go. You know, oh, you're paying money. All right, now here's my beer. You need to go meet with those people whether it be the owner or the manager, whatever it is, go sit down with them. Like how often are you getting your lines clean? Like what, what, Oh, you guys are going to Crowler this too? Like you're going to offer this, you know, package, you know, keg that I give you. Are you going to offer that in like some sort of a to go form? Then, all right, what's your system? What's your, how many staff members do you have? Like, how are you doing this? Do you have a CO2 line to purge that air? Are you capping off of this? Do you have whatever, it's growlers. Are you sealing that growler some way besides just screwing a cap on it and, you know, letting people walk out the door? Like you said, the education piece. So, yeah. you know, you have to fight that kind of like, I made all this beer now and I have enough to get out to the market. It's like, do I just send it out to whoever wants it or do I start to hand pick like, You represent us well. You represent us well. I mean, I think that's what we'll see in the future is people get more conscious of that. Do you have cooler space? You know, are you going to be able to keep our stuff cold? And, you know, I don't know how much, like, do you guys run tests a lot on, like, cider? like, performs better cold or, you know, kept cold versus if it's set on warm shelf space, you know?
2: Well, we don't have any packaging outside of the Howlers, so we don't do that as much. Um, We do definitely... um, the coolers, from, the coolers are kept at different temperatures yeah. for beer and cider mm-hmm. because they are served at slightly different temperatures. Yeah, but I think um, I know that we definitely have some bottles downstairs from certain batches to other batches to see. Um, I know we did it on beer when we first started, and I think we we're starting to do it with cider too. So every time we we're changing a different recipe and or doing that, but we've not done anything hot or cold. Um, I did an experiment because I forgot about two howlers in my Whoops. car. <laughs> And they got very hot.
0: Was that June, July? It was like June.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think June, July or something nice. like that. Nice but no, A 95
0: I, degree day. That.
1: Festival season. Yeah. yeah
0: baby. And
2: I brought it back in here. We put it in the cooler. And then um, we opened them up with my staff. And then we tried that compared to a fresh one. It was pedestrian and, and van-van. And big difference. Um, I, it was a very interesting, fun thing to do. Yeah. You know, because um, the staff was just like, they didn't even know if it was ours or not. Oh, but wow. it wasn't bad, so right, that's right. the worst part. So okay. it wasn't yeah. bad, but like they weren't sure. Diminished way,
0: but not right. They right. just weren't
2: sure it was ours. It was definitely not the same version of Van Van that they've had. Mm-hmm. But they were trying it, and they're like, "Well, wait. First, there's no carbonation." Right, I'm like, right. "Yeah, of course not." Uh, but second, they're like, "It's not bad. Like, it's pretty good. Like, whose is it?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> "You know, it's ours." It's three still months later, cider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's it's always fun to listen to people's versions. I mean, cause, again, because a lot of places, a lot of the breweries, and we know there's so many of them right now. There's just so many breweries. That not, most of them don't have, like, quality control, you know, stuff to do that, even, like, the resources to do the quality control outside of checking untapped and communicating with your customers online, whatever it is, you know, seeing where your beer's going, how it's going, how it's capped and all that. So, And you see, like, a lot of people now, everything is... Cold, fresh, yeah. Keep cold, drink fresh, keep cold, drink fresh, and everything. So, like you said, come to the source, come to us. Um
1: I don't even have to say it anymore. All right. right.
0: And, and then for you guys, too, I mean, you have the extra draw of a kitchen. I mean, you have a lot of seats in here. So, we do. So, I mean, how, to, how did the kitchen concept come up? How did you guys kind of, did you have experience? I mean, you, you, you always knew how to do... Yeah. Is is the menu extensive? Is it light? Is it...
2: You know, it's funny. If you would have told me, like, when I opened up Revolution in their pub and then now look back at it for, I think, what they just did, their 10-year anniversary, um, man, times have just changed. Everything's changed. You know, um, you're looking at labor costs. You're looking at food costs. You're looking at all these different things. So... I was not under that new assumption yet. So when we were talking about opening the pub, we had just a regular restaurant. You know, we we're going to do burgers. We we're going to do... Well, actually, we didn't want to do burger. Well, no. We did burger. I did not want the burger to be the number one seller. And it is, to this day, the number one is, seller. Yeah. yeah. There was some didn't discussion about Didn't want that hazy pizza, IPA to be a number one <laughs> yeah. seller,
0: did you?
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. No. And it, there was some discussion about pizza. I wish that discussion would have gotten much more play than it did now. But... In the same sense, you know what? um, The restaurant's great. We have an awesome menu. It's probably a little bit too big. We're probably going to scale it down a little
0: bit. Too big, huh? Cheesecake factory size? What do we got? Hey, 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 not there.
2: I mean, I did come back from TGI Fridays. That was my first job. So
0: Nice.
2: No, but, you know, like, just nowadays, it's hard to have a big, big menu, you know. But you do utilize things left and right. We do a lot with vegan, vegetarian. Um, We do a lot of gluten-free, obviously, because of the aspect of cider itself. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we wouldn't, when we open the doors, we're more of a restaurant than a brewery and center house for the neighborhood. This area here is a little bit of a desert when it came to restaurants and no places to go eat. And so when we opened the doors, people are like, oh my gosh, you guys are doing
0: high quality you know, food here. What, yeah. Happening? Right. Yeah, like yeah. this is a little
2: different, you know, only really
0: drink, but
2: you I know, and <laughs> to give uh, a fair competition to like OIB, OIB's down the street and That's it's my the same boy, thing. Trevor
0: for Rose um, Trevor's mm-hmm. my dude. He's a good man. Good Love man.
2: Him. Uh, you know the same thing for them they have a, a full menu too you know and we wouldn't have looked at it any other way because like there is just not enough places to eat around here and so I think uh, it's definitely helped us I mean that's first and foremost mm-hmm. because when we first opened it was a, a more of a restaurant and people are coming in I remember the first day we opened it was all only beer and cider and then about two weeks later we added wine and our wine sales just went crazy really <laughs> oh my just, god just it was crazy the dinner thing, like it was said. just the idea yeah. that really? you know they didn't People just didn't realize that a brewery and a cider house was here. I mean, you walk in and you see these restaurants, you see this and everything like that. And then when we brought liquor in, it was like, oh my God. I mean, it was it blew up. So, you know, now we do a very good cocktail program. So we have a great cocktail program. Sometimes let's, we add cider to so that for things a like second that. And say, let's go I back know. from
0: very good and let's call it the, we have a great they yeah. <laughs> we great Best Top notch the Top There knot. we go now Yes we go. And the See?
1: fastest growing section Of our menu Is actually non-alcoholic Yes Specialty sodas. Like non-alcoholic things like, yeah. yeah
0: Yeah Like what Like coffees and sodas and all that? Coffees Yeah Coffees and sodas Ice uh, coffee CBD stuff CBD um, yeah. yeah So are you guys sourcing that From like you know, like Untitled Arts does a CBD water. Like, where do you get Mars? Mars, Mars? has their CBD elixirs. Uh, we
2: look at Mars. We've looked at um, a company called Forge and Foster is a wholesaler that we use. Um, and Holly brings in Dram from Colorado. Oh, okay. So there's a couple different places where CBD. I mean, now that...
0: Dram, short for mean. No, no. No. Kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> That's a good point. No, but, I'm just kidding.
2: But we do ice, local iced coffee. Um, we do a Who's bunch coffee of... coffee
0: did we have this morning?
2: Oh, that was Dark Matter.
0: That was... That was Dark Matter, was. of
2: course, yes. Of course but our, our non-alcoholic actually is a different uh, local sourced place here. Uh, Kyoto? Yeah, Kyoto. Don't, Kyoto don't, Cold brew. Don't
0: be on that you're reading. You're not reading. Like, you were like, reading what? You didn't like that? <laughs> I was trying to buy some time. That was no, such a reading voice. Dang so it. Just like, here. All right, I'm not reading no, it anymore. No. It, and like you mentioned OIB with Trevor and them. Like, Trevor's such a foodie, too. I mean, yes. he's got that, that restaurant background, moto and everything. It's like, yeah. it's... A good, that's a good neighbor to have to kind of, you know, oh, yeah. and to look at and, and see. But like there's so many options now. I mean, how, how did you guys go through and, like, procure all this stuff? I mean, and then uh, uh, on top of that, what you mentioned that the growing of that, that liquor and then the mixed drink stuff. Like, how did you guys figure out, like, did you just have somebody in the house that was like, I don't know how to make cocktails? Or, like, I'm creative? Or did you have to, like, who do we know that makes we great mixed drinks or could formulate know. something for us?
2: It was our staff. Uh, Vince That's Schiller, true. one of our first uh, general managers, um, and uh, Jessica and Romanowski, Romanowski, and then uh, Lori Keller, now who's our bartender or our our bar manager, excuse me. Um, their love of cocktails and going to cocktail bars, and then also the resourcing artisanal um, spirits, because like the one thing we didn't want to do was put Jack Daniels on our menu, right, even right. though people come in asking for Jack all the time, and you know so, but. Doesn't mean that we're not using some commercial brands because there it comes to a point where in a neighborhood that if people don't know what it is they won't they won't even try it mm-hmm. you know so it's hard to get people to try something like on the liquor aspect of something new so but that's why cocktails were created because the cocktails allowed somebody to try that liquor that's involved in that cocktail because they've never had it before it's a gateway yeah. situation yeah totally yeah so and they just it was it was fun thing to do and the cocktail scene is grown so much and we also did a lot with our ciders so we made like um a simple syrup out of the van van mojo
1: that's so what we reduced for. that down
2: oh. um, we add you know one of our first originals uh cocktails was called the stone fence which is an old traditional you know bourbon with cider mix um and we do a lot of different things with um like barrel aging when we had the barrel aging downstairs when it's beer and cider you know that's kind of fun using somebody else like koval or using ch you know or leatherbee like we've worked with all those guys and okay. those guys have helped us out too in making a cocktail program for us How about
0: few is Fuse around yeah this,
2: few you? we we definitely carry few. we carry okay. few but we haven't worked with them yet okay yeah yeah something to think about <laughs> no, no yeah good. totally yeah huh. we've just i mean i just like getting back from everything and there's a mention of a of a Marlort barrel so i'm not oh, yeah. sure if that's really gonna yeah, happen wormwood. or not but let me throw that out there for you guys yeah oh, so well the last bear Why do we
0: love that so much as Chicago people? Like why do we why I don't know, do we I take like so it. much pride in it? I don't, I don't know. know. It's fun. It's fun.
2: Chicagoans are a proud people.
0: Yeah, we are. We yeah. really are. You're right. It's a good way to look at it.
2: Anything yeah. different and distinct. And plus nobody else like it does it's not made anywhere else except for when it was in Florida. And mm-hmm. I think we just take that and just like it's like the nineteen eighty five Bears. <laughs> <is it>? like <laughs> that's all you got, you know? You're like hold on to that. They haven't forever. paid for a
0: meal since then. I mean, no, it's true. You guys <laughs> have not. They're living off that success for a long time, and it's it's. Uh, I like the uh, aspect that you mentioned, just because as of recent, I've had a chance to try, you know, a, a combination of a really sought-after high-end brewery and hot butcher, and then a uh, a nice little uh, eatery over in Downers Grove called Cadence. Uh, they just happen to have a relationship based on ownership, like Jeremiah from Hot Butcher knew them. And they made them beer cocktails for like their private Christmas party for Hot Butcher this year. And Jeremiah's like, go over there and you know check it out. And he's like, maybe they'll make them for you. And their mixologist was on hand, and he was like, I'll, I'll give you guys a sample of all five of the cocktails I'm making. And it was just oh, really cool. cool. And I thought tasting these, that j- not only did you make me a semi cocktail of cider and beer, but to, to add that to like some sort of a spirit, I mean that that seems like a winner to me.
2: Yeah, I think it's just it's just fun. You know, um, the beer cocktails, you have to be very good at it, you know, because like a beer and cocktail, like it just it's a very interesting combination. And I remember in the past that we weren't always able to get it right when I was at Revolution or Goose Island. Um, But I feel like now more people understand it. I think there's different styles. Styles are better. The styles that we're making now are more accommodating to cocktails, especially in the beer category where cider oh cider is just easy i mean it's just so much fun on top of it gin goes well with different types of ciders you know now the way they make the gins and the different botanicals that they make and Mm vodka is very easy bourbon's easy i mean i don't know cider just gives more it's more of a a mixer you know than beer is so at least in our world you know we've we've done um you know using we have a hot cider that we we have and people just put a shot of uh uh, sailor jerry's in it and or <laughs> a shot of bourbon and they're, they're happy with their cocktail
0: yeah just something well because like you said you, it became like a neighborhood thing too because yeah. you're not just you can't rely on the beer nerd to the, you know the cider nerd to come and, and, and support everything it's like you have to embrace that area that you, you you're, you're in i mean you guys are part of the community now and if you if you're the better restaurant then whatever's available to them like yeah so so be if. it
2: one of our favorite things, too, though, is the kids that come through here. We have a lot of families that come oh, through the here.
1: kids are hilarious.
2: Yeah, and their parents are like, so my child wants your salmon on the kids' menu. <laughs> and I'm just like, and the parents are bewildered. They're like, we make salmon at home, and their kids won't eat it. But they come to Eris and they'll have salmon.
0: What a time you know? to be alive. <laughs> I know, right?
2: I mean, do your kids eat salmon?
0: I mean, you know what? Yeah, they both have, like, the weird things that they'll, they'll like... You're like you eat that, and then some of them will be like, like you don't eat that. Like, how do you not like that? But then yeah. you like, you know, whatever. Like my son doesn't like anything, but then he'll like eat California rolls and stuff <laughs> like that with his hands. I'm like, okay, so you like sushi, but you don't like regular like cheeseburgers, you right? Know?
2: Yeah, Katie's uh, daughter Lucy um, helped in creating the first uh, kids menu we had. So that was adding steak focus, to the menu. Focus also, grouping. Right. steak was a you big were thing. Focus grouping with her. So add, like that's my nine-year-old daughter. Steak daughter. Feeds, she loves yeah. like, loves, yep. a good yeah. loves
0: good steak. Loves good steak.
2: So our biggest yeah. sellers is the salmon steak. Well, no, let me take that back. Kids Burger. But, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. But, no, we have a lot of people. Of course, comes back to these goddamn burgers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah.
0: So, uh, well, their th-
1: family's raising their children vegan, too. So yeah. It's, it's nice yeah, to you know, have a couple on. offerings mm-hmm. for them t- as well.
2: Yeah. That's very true. Our vegan menu is um, very popular. People yeah. are there. People are coming back for it. Our Monday night special that we do is a hodag or a foedag, which is a hodag is a, a sausage, Polish sausage wrapped in bacon and then fried, and then Jarnera sauce, and then um, jarner, and then um, mustard. And then the Fodag is a plant-based hot dog, or not a hot dog, a sausage, yeah. excuse sausage. me, plant-based sausage that has the jarner and that and all that involved in mm. it and on a vegan bun. So, you know, and it's just as popular, if not sometimes more popular than the Hodag itself, because there aren't a lot of specials out there for people that are vegan to be able to get a beer or cider and a shot and, yes. a, and, a, bur- and a sausage, excuse me.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's great. Tie in. I mean th- especially the current conversation of almost the country and pop culture and everything it's like that's such a big thing that the plant base versus you know any other type but but uh, you had mentioned earlier Katie about uh, uh, maybe maybe we weren't even recording you were saying that you were celiac like that we see that yeah a lot you know we hear about that a lot we have uh, people that you know that, that come in the place I work you know that's they can only do you know cider mm-hmm. or they can do meat you know whatever it is. So I mean, talk about that. Like, how that does that kind of play into what you guys have tried to build I here don't with? No,
1: you want me to open up about Let's that go. particular Let's topic? Go. Um, it's so boring. Yeah. You, like, you're honestly asking a question of a person with a restricted diet to talk about that diet. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm open. All right, the door Joe. Right I should have probably
2: told you that. Like, good when we Lord. do tastings mm-hmm. on gluten-free bread, we don't even <laughs> include her anymore. Yeah. She literally will not Just like, like no, any I'm of good.
1: Good. them. I'm, str- I'm so, good. yeah.
2: So yeah. I should have warned you ahead of time. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, I'm, um, wow, gluten-free. Where do we start?
0: I mean, like, gluten-free is one well, like, because a lot of people will be like, well, I'm gluten-free, but they don't really have, like, a How diagnosis yeah. attached to it, you know? No, it's like, I made, it's I was... Some, there's pieces of it that become trendy versus, like, people that literally can't eat it because they will not be... So, I I
1: have a first cousin who is roughly, you know, due to being a, like, huge Irish Catholic family, my mom is the oldest of seven children, my uncle is the youngest, so my first cousin is, like, my daughter's age, you know, um, now 13, but at the time, um when they were when when she was two years old, uh, she started losing weight rapidly and and throwing everything up and being sick. it was it was terrifying for them to uh, to not know what was going on with their child. So at the you know when they figured out that it was celiac, uh, I got an earful from um, their mother and she's just like your side of the family you've got the horrible genetics and you've got cancer on this side and you know this has to be coming from you and and you know you owe it to your family to get tested so know whether or not you're passing this on and i'm like all right you know so here i am like never having had a symptom before and then i go get my blood tested and they say oh yeah you you you've got celiac and i said bullshit you know i you know i I don't believe you and so the way that they can actually confirm it you know because the blood test you know it it can give you a false positive but what won't give you a full uh, false positive is an endoscopy so they they like it's like yeah. they it's like snake in a drain except it goes down to your lower intestine and they get a yeah. sample
0: everybody loves those yeah oh <laughs> like, so lucky to have so, an end- endoscopy this week
1: so <laughs> yeah um so we got that done i do have celiac um and, uh, but that's just kind of the way I've been approaching celiac ever since. Like, prove it. You know, y- you can't, um, you can't use the same knife to spread like a tapenade if it's touched like a cracker. Like I tested that, and it's true. You will get sick. It worked. You know, it's like, <laughs> and you can't. You're like, eat, bring me a loaf of eat, bread. I gotta test this thing out. You <laughs> can't eat French fries from a, from a shared fryer. You know, even. French fries are naturally gluten-free because they're just potatoes. But, yeah, shared fryer, but. you will get sick because I have tested it. Um, <laughs> That's
2: why two of our fryers are
1: gluten-free fryers. Yeah. Dang.
0: Got them. We do.
2: Yeah, we have three yeah. fryers and two of them are gluten-free this and is one's a, not.
0: Yeah, this is a good information for people, too, I think. No, it's really boring. There's a really whole boring. chunk of people <laughs> that are like... <laughs> Like, where can I go to do this? You know, to, to uh. kind of like make my life. Is it Winer that has a place like right on top of it or under it that has, it's like a vegan menu? Uh, I don't know yeah,
2: about yeah. that. Is it the plant? Yeah, Winer is at the plant, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't been, sorry, Brian,
0: I but I have not might been there. Be, yeah, I think that might be it. I think Joe Peel was actually the one who told me about that the place. Okay. And he and Michelle, I think, are both vegans. They so are. They're always, yeah. you know, they're always looking for that, but it's like those people need something I mean for you guys to kind of offer a hybrid of that whereas your burger is the best seller but you also have these options and two fryers dedicated to it like know. Oh, that's good information I think for, no it is good for the consumer
2: yeah we have a lot of kids that come near their families and their kids are like the parents of EpiPens <gasps> and you yeah. know they're asking for this 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 and this and they know now that they can come here because they can make sure that that happens for their children yeah
0: it's like where is some other places you might get looked at like oh, Jesus Christ Gotta, yeah, we don't. We try I not to do that at all. I got to <laughs> deal with this. You know, it's good to have somebody that kind of like, Hi, hey, look, come see us. We we know how to. We know this. Yeah. We feel you. We feel you. Our yeah.
2: staff does that to the kitchen themselves, so they understand that themselves. <laughs> so they're they're very open uh-huh. to any of that stuff now.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they do it themselves. So like, yep, right. so
2: there's like, a Yeah, we have a lot of vegan and vegetarian um, people that work with us. You know, and they 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 follow through. They make sure that the things are being done the proper ways because they believe in it, and that they are. It's also their their culture.
0: And then the other the other thing too about about Eris, that kind of sticks out. We we kind of started to talk about it. I don't know that we ever really kind of wrapped that up when I first walked in, and we all three of us were together. We were we were kind of going over like the, the display in the front here and uh, its items and that. And you one one of you mentioned the logo, and you were kind of like we didn't want to like be, put a female, lo- you know.
1: Logo I <laughs> on yep. it.
0: So yeah. So, like, you know, I didn't want to make an hour, you know, two hour podcast about you guys being two females that, you know, in this male dominated world of breweries yeah, in Chicago. You, you
1: can't make assumptions over the radio because you don't, you know, you don't see anyone. Yeah. But uh, we, are yes. yeah. we are both Michelle female. do that. Yeah. Shell and I are both female. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. Classic sense
0: of the word. Classic, yeah. yes. Females. She, he,
2: or she, <laughs> she. Yeah. Two yeah. SB chromosomes. That's what I'm trying to say. And, uh, Science. Very much so, yes. Yeah, I think I I didn't want it to be too feminist in the beginning because someone had told me that um, are you guys going to use that as a gimmick, and it really pissed me off. Yeah. Um, but it pissed me <laughs> off in the wrong sense because I was like eat, not wait, true was- to our form. Um, but it did piss me yeah. off, uh, and so we looked at everything else. We looked at the chaos symbol for sure because that was something that we started out with in the beginning right. was chaos. It wasn't until later that we found out Eris like the brew was the club.
0: Co- man chaos brew club yeah yeah yeah, but that's not what we no no no, that's not
2: where we were going at all but but uh the word chaos as in to eris came later because eris is the goddess of chaos but we've already you know kind of like looked at that chaotic symbol before we looked at so many different names it was
1: kind of a happy surprise (laughs) that uh after we uh identified with eris um we subsequently discovered uh you know after we were like locked in we subsequently discovered um, the mock religion of Discordianism. So that was founded in the 60s. and um, Tell me more. There are, well, were, I am unawares. You were a little curious earlier about uh, some of our beer and cider names. Yeah. And so a lot of them are inspired by, um, you know, popes of the Discordian order. Are you serious? And, oh, yeah. Very serious. Oh, that like, is, books, well, how, how is Like, we have How valuable is that
0: to have like a little... Reference to go to because beer names are rich hard compendium. now.
1: Compendium, absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to you know, name a beer now because
0: everybody's got everything. And, so, it's, and uh, so
1: you know, just like you know, when we were under construction, the masons were excited to talk to us. You know, we're out at festivals, and I've got people showing me their tattoos. I'm Like, I don't need to see that, but they've got. Right, chaos let me just pull my pants on. down real
0: quick. <laughs> Check this one out for future Slow references.
1: Add, I don't need to see that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people are followers, and they just they're just delighted at the. Um, you know, they're delighted to see it more out there, you know, just seeing chaos as a value-neutral situation. You know, you, you can't, is, is chaos good, is it bad? It's like, no, it just is. Yeah. And you can can't choose exist, to, exactly, yeah. you know, you can choose to be destructive, like the Trojan War, the ten year Trojan War that Eris is most famous for, you can do something creative like Michelle and I did to this building. You know, yeah, there's a lot of destruction. (laughs) It's a lot of destruction. But we also we built something. So there's creative and destructive forces and just how you know just how you choose to make your choices when faced with
2: chaos. Uh, we have the Discordian book in the house actually and sometimes when the staff doesn't know how to explain something, they just literally throw the book at you and say, read about it. And most people are like, "What in the hell is going on mm-hmm. in this book? you know is this but, something
0: you guys believe in is that <laughs> yeah. they're looking at you guys like, you know, I so think we follow like, this yeah, this well
2: I, so, to go off that, the funny thing is our first year at Christmas, we decorated it as Wiccan instead <laughs> of Christmas, <laughs> oh, and we had some people that walked in that it, I'd asked the host Dan if the owners of this place were witches
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah I thought that was a
2: lot of fun, mm-hmm. so. We just didn't want to do the traditional, you know, like the building has been with so much different culture that we just didn't want to go and label ourselves as, you know, Christmas. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different people out there and religions and cultures and stuff. So we went with (laughs) Wiccan and it was really cool because the whole staff got together to put the sticks together. Like they made the ornaments. We went outside, we foraged and they brought it back and they created all these really cool symbols, um, every single astrological Sign. I can't oh, uh, talk sometimes. No, but, you got
0: it. It's there. You know, it
2: was built into the area. It was really neat, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of fun with the idea of being a god or a goddess and the idea of the realm of Discordian. And, you know, without positivity, there is no, there is no, without negativity, there is no positivity. So there's always that balance that needs to be gained to be able to do anything to move forward because you'll always be moving backwards or forwards. And this is Michelle's theory, not anyone else's anymore. So I'm just <laughs> making it up out of my hip.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. Thank you. See?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So that's and what's kind of like, like. I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it's it's tough because when you try to put your finger on it, like, um, how would you describe Eris? We don't have an elevator pitch. Uh, we are full of uh, We're very feminine and delicate. Die- <laughs> <and women. laughs> yes, everything opposite of. That can you guys change your slogan
0: to "We make chick beer"? Yeah. Please. <laughs> no. Come on. Not. Tell that story. Come on. You, Tell show that me, story? you show me a wonderful Twitter post oh, and I enjoyed it. Oh, okay, and so it we
1: had we had someone uh do a Facebook check-in, just say, you know, here at Eris. and then a, a friend of theirs uh left a comment, chick beer, and, and just nothing else, no other words. And so yeah, I needed to know, you know, why, you know, did Animal they activists. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like, the wise. You know, I need to um I need to clear this up, and I need to clear this up fast. There are no baby chickens harmed in the making of our beer.
0: Or ciders. Or ciders. Not even ciders. In the ciders. Usually, yeah. you know, you got to use right. a lot of baby chickens in we cider. We believe in yeah. the
1: humane treatment of animals. Uh, Michelle and I, and then also Joe and John uh, yeah. from our brewer team, they would never, ever throw... Baby chicken into the fermenters, or or the boil. For I that mean, we don't even use fish guts to filter, so like, why That's would we a do shame. that? Yeah, yeah That's we a don't shame.
2: do any of that. We're vegan too in that sense. You guys
0: need to, you mm-hmm. guys need to change your processes. Right? You know, oh, you,
2: okay, by one person, you're right.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you, do you guys have you guys seen that over the you know almost two years or whatever that you've been open? Have you seen like, well, this is like a chick place or a girl beer, like a weak beer? Like, do, do people not understand? Like, I think you guys <laughs> don't limit yourself to like, well, we just do these really. I hate to even say "feminine insiders," like it doesn't. I don't know what that means, honestly. But, yeah. but I mean, it's it's like a thing that stereotype or something that's built into people. I mean, that probably getting eradicated as time goes on by, through through is. culture. But
2: I think it is. But I think um, I mean, I have one pretty good story. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy in his mid thirties. Okay, so not too old. Not you know, like not stereotypical is where I was gonna go with that. And he told my bartender, she asked him if, if he would like to try a beer or cider. And he's like, cider? He's like, is it going to turn me into a girl? And it, she got so mad that she couldn't actually go back to the guy. She asked me to step in. And I did. Mm. You know, And of course, I can't not not be not nice. But I was also like, got him his beer. And I turned around. And I'm like, hey, by the way, when I drink this beer, it doesn't turn me into a guy. And he just <laughs> looked at me he's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I see. And I'm like, you yeah, it. you get it. And I, I you know, it and it's be. not really solving the problem, but it, it's also just amazing to me that that stereotype of cider and, and that's all it was, it was just the stereotype of cider. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like people just don't think sometimes, you know, and it's happened before too, where people do talk and they say things and I just want to be like, do you have kids? <laughs> and do you have a daughter at home? Yeah. And would you speak that way to your daughter? Like, that's all I just want to ask. You know, but we're in the restaurant business and we try to keep our clientele as happy as possible. But we also know, but you also know that there are some lines that just shouldn't be crossed and you're not going to let them cross them. So
0: I just thought it was interesting that you had that kind of thought in your head of like the logo. Like, oh, I don't want it to be too (laughs) fat because, you know, you have to you want to balance it out, I guess. I don't know how to to explain it. No,
2: somebody made me doubt and you know that's like the one of the worst things that could ever happen to anybody like the minute someone puts a doubt in your head then you're not going to really fulfill the things that you want inside of your heart and out there so i think the more and more we don't doubt and just go with our gut the better we
1: were yeah it's not like we're trying to in any way hide that we are women but we want to be judged on the merits of of what we've built so you know it's like oh well you know the, the the girl business the you know the the lady drink emporium, you know, the, you know, yeah. are the dude bros going to like it? You dude, know, I,
0: I mean, I would recommend taking all the rose petals off the floor and off all the, <laughs> I mean, you, guys it, you guys went over the top with that. Like when you walk in there, you don't say like, oh, this is like a really girly place. I mean, it's just no. <laughs> like a really nice gastro pub or, you know, something yeah. that was well thought out and, you know, fit for families and, and bros alike. Right. I think
2: the thing is, is like we've we've had people come through that have gone to other breweries or other tap rooms and things like that, and they've come in. They're like, I've had a couple of people say, "There's got to be a woman involved," and I'm like, "Why do you say that?" Hmm. They're like, "There's just extra touches in here that we don't see at other places."
0: Like too much organ, like too much like symmetry or something. I'm wondering what that is. I so think it.
2: Mean? I don't know. It was a compliment, and I'll take it as a compliment. You know, oh, yeah. like <laughs> it was definitely a compliment. I don't. I don't know what it was, but I know that like our staff is proud of working here and being here and being part of this, you know, uh, just the culture that we're trying to, you know, to to create. I mean, there's always some bumps in the road. There's always going to be a bump in the road and there's always going to be things like that. But I think um, all in all, I don't know. I I don't disagree with the idea that, you know, every once in a while a woman will think of something that's a little bit different or maybe a little delicate or maybe a little Mm. bit like, hey, maybe HR exists. Smarter. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Smarter. Yeah, maybe HR exists. You can't just say anything anymore. No. No. But the
2: the clientele and everything else is, I mean, it's been great. There's only been a couple of times where something gets said by somebody that you're just not realizing that it's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. all in all, I think the reason why, you know, we work so well in the idea of being a woman-ran business is because we want to make sure that other people are represented. You know, I think being a hearing about the business and people calling you like a, you know, a, a badass and shit like that, like as I swear all the way through this microphone. Dude, um, get in
0: there. Yeah. I just rip the band aid off. I know it's only Monday at eleven AM. Yeah, Seven I mean, o'clock, but, here we go. But sailor mouse are fine. Like, sailor mouse. Go. I
2: got one of those, yeah. But I mean that's a, that's a th- big thing. I think that there are people in this world that want to be a badass and there's people in this world that also want to be a supporting role in the idea that, you know, Women in the industry are there to help other women, but they're also there to help the younger generation, whether that be anybody, you know, any human being that wants to become something bigger or better or badder, you know, when it comes to something like that, it just needs support. And I think that's one of the things that I think we do very well. You know, we try to support the people that are learning about our industry and wanting a gateway to get in, you know, and it doesn't matter what race, religion or gender you are.
0: I always worry about that. Uh, not worry. I always think about the dynamics and like, you know, wh- where's the, where are all the lines at? Or where's like the kind of thought process for you guys? It's like, yeah, you don't want to use it as like you said, a gimmick. Like they got, oh, oh, that's a good gimmick. You should really be successful with that. But you also don't want to hide the fact that like you said, you didn't, you're not hiding the fact that you guys are female owned. Like there's like a, a, there's like some sort of a tipping point where you can kind of embrace that and use that for like this good, you know, this really good thing. And like, you know something that you see every year like the pink boot society brews and all that you know those those are awesome to see I, mean, I did i did a podcast with uh emily and the group over at uh skeleton key when they did theirs this year and i know trevor over at oib has done it in the past where he's hosted like the brew day and all that stuff it's just i don't know it, there's like that border where it's like is this just a gimmick thing or is this just this is just what it is i mean this is just what's happening so is it you guys find it, it it hard to balance it, or do you even think about it? Or you just go about your day and, like, you know, all things are equal. We're not really worried about, you know, whether or not we're expressing that, you know, or, or accentuating these things.
1: I think if we had a marketing or PR department, we might care. <laughs> but, like, right now, <laughs> we're just heads down so focused on, on, on just doing our jobs. You ain't
0: got time and to be a woman or a man or a, you know.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. There's I also a lot think that do. I think there's also higher expectations as
1: a oh, yeah, woman rather yeah. yeah. house and people, all that. people expect sure. you to be like
2: on top of everything like and on more, top of more
1: virtuous, more patient, yeah. more detail oriented, more like considerate, more just thorough about everything. So that's that's kind of tough. I don't, I don't love being held to a higher standard. I don't know. I would love if people just had lower expectations of me overall. (laughs) Well, too bad. We're only (laughs) one and
2: a quarter years old or one and three-fourths old. Come on, people. Yeah, Yeah. one and
0: three-fourths old. I like that. Actually, we're
2: two years this weekend. Yeah, but... Very exciting. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, again, I didn't want to get bogged down in, like, male, female, whatever it was. I mean, this place is... Fantastic, no matter who was, who's running it. I mean, obviously, it takes people like you guys to make it successful, like it is. But, um, I
2: but mean, if it helps at all, my mentors were all men. <laughs> all right, fine. There you go. All my mentors are men.
0: <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. You ruined the whole thing now, see? <laughs> now you just, yep, chickpea. Oh, uh, there it is. That's right it. back to it. You guys just start to, oh, look, vegan <laughs> pets. Look at it. Good timing. It's a oh vegan my God. pet commercial. See? There yeah, we go. It's like totally tied in of with course our conversation. Of our house, <laughs> yeah. You guys running propaganda out here.
2: We try. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, you're gonna um, go to bed tonight, and you're thinking about Ares. The little logos just gonna flash it. back and forth in your eyes, and you're be like, okay. why am I seeing Ares all the time?
0: <laughs> He's, I'm just drunk. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be that. That will be the excuse later.
1: Well, actually, so, you have some empty glasses there. Can we help you out about shame, that? It's a shame. It's a
0: shame. I mean, I'm not Would gonna you like tell to try you not to. I, I, I'm honestly at this point I can trust you guys with anything that you hand me. Sweet. So it doesn't have to be a blend. It can be from either side of the menu or both sides. I don't mind. All right, all um, the the other thing I wanted to transition into a little yeah. bit because we kind of talked about the build out and all that stuff, but the physical features in this room, like the bench that we're sitting at, you know, these kind of things, like these things didn't just make themselves and and show up one day, delivered, and you guys are like, all right, cool, we're opening a cider house now. Let's go, you know. What went into all this? I mean, the planning, the thoughts, the, the the teams, or just you two just going over, you know, fabrics and patterns and, and wood. Like, what, what are we using? Yeah. Like, what, what, that what? was the worst part ever. This seems like a fucking oh nightmare. Honestly. Oh my god! Like,
2: I don't ever want to purchase another piece of tile.
0: Yeah, like the big. What's the, what would you call that logo? Uh, up circles. There? An it art the installation, in but the, it's uh, in the, uh, it's arrows. inspired
1: by uh, Moorcock's uh, writings on. Um, he's got a whole series on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all comes so that symbol, chaos. It all comes back to chaos. So that symbol, um, it's kind of like a compass rose, to tell you the truth. It's just uh, four intersecting, you know, double-sided arrows going off in every direction.
0: I had to count them literally. So, that's how dumb I am. No, wow. doubt. Four. No, there's more than four up yeah. right there. Eight. North,
1: south, eight. east, west, yeah. and then all the yeah. diagonal ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, Actually, yeah, eight. that's the... Uh, that's this. is unless you call chaos. them as
0: one. Unless uh. you
1: count them as one that has two heads. Yeah,
0: we're bogged down now. We so. can both <laughs> be right.
1: <laughs> Somehow you both are right, but yeah. It's the
0: beauty yeah. of Eris. You can both yeah. be right.
1: Indeed. So, well, yes, yeah, so that our art installation, um, we needed to do something with the hoops. So, we used to have a water tower on the top of the building on the roof. So, it was for water storage. And um, we retained the planks, I, uh, but I hope they still exist. I hope Mike kept. Uh, I hope Michael kept them. I think Michael still has them. Um, yes. And then the, uh, these these hoops are about six feet tall, so we wanted to um, highlight them. We wanted to incorporate the the chaos symbol in some way. So just wheels fell off the wagon, and um, and it was it was a sketch between me and um, and Josh over at. Um, egg toy studios oh yeah that's yeah. right yeah so, so we used egg toy studios so egg, for that. Toy, egg toy made that and uh mass jones studios did the majority of the furniture and then all of the work uh stripping down these radiators uh between the um it was the architect's ideas and you know and they mapped out how to mount them and everything like that but um egg toy studios stripped down all of these um radiators uh Took all of the paint and rust, you know, treated them, and then just uh, gave a clear varnish over everything. And so it's it's wonderful. So it's
0: pretty cool too, because you can see the end, the bookend pieces uh-huh. with, the, yeah. with the feet on them. That's really cool.
1: And so between this and the lounge, we've got 96 individual radiator fins, um, then and many more upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. Upstairs, there's a different style, and you know, those are 60 pounds a piece. So you know, everything looks. Good and smart on paper, or it's like, oh yeah, let's do that. And then you see the poor son of a bitch. A see the poor son of a bitch installing it, and you're like, oh my yes. god, please don't die. Because oh, poor son that, of a no, bitch. Do those, you remember us moving those, those around sections? Well, yeah, we were doing it one by one. They had five there. That's three hundred pounds of ornamental. Uh, I still remember stars. us moving yeah. around? We had a yeah.
2: garage, and we had to go to the garage, and we had to come back, then <laughs> go back to the garage, and then come back. And then the wood that you're sitting at right now, there's a table right in front of Joe and it's made out of uh, our old joists from the building. We brought that, that wood outside, we covered it in a tarp and then we brought it inside. And then we had to bring it back outside and then we had to bring it back inside. I, this is two years What's of going happening? in and Why is out. This happening? Exactly. Why is this happening? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, l- I lost
1: 20 pounds. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Build out. Definitely. Yeah. Between the stairs and the lifting of uh, of the heavy things. CrossFit. Yeah. Crossfit oh my God. Gym. Absolutely. <laughs> We didn't even have to pay thing. for that. Yeah. what are you that talking about? That was a, a that free crossfit. A, CrossFit. a great revenue generator when yeah. we 're under construction yeah, we good
0: idea people I mean come on do it yourselves, yeah. please yes, <laughs> yeah. go for it. Uh-huh. oh my
1: gosh no, but what was a good revenue generator is when we um, we were waiting for our permits, and so we got scouted as a location by oh, fox yeah. TV studios so they shot a pilot uh, both on the outside of the building and then they used our interior staircase as well, um, you know, when it was a death trap. Um, so, <laughs> the great thing about that is that, um, you know, they dressed up the east outside, it, yeah, so the east doors, they, uh, they made it, they, they put signage that said Chicago Police Department, District 13, and we, we just left it up, we it left it in place. Dope. Dope. And uh, <laughs> we thought it might be a crime deterrent, and you know who knows whether or not. Crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deterrent. even think about like that. We're under
0: I thought you like, this is cool signage. Well, like no,
1: we have we uh, there were a few occasions where we you know would come and check on the site, and and there were people there just
0: uh-huh. showing just themselves chilling. around, just kind yeah. of
1: well you know, and it's just like oh say, how'd you get in, you know, and they tell you. There's a like, door okay, over there. That's something I need to secure a little better. <laughs> but
0: which uh, side of the building did you get in on?
1: Just, and, uh, yeah, just you know, for, my, know, just for my knowledge. Raise, yeah, just so we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we thought that was great and then when we opened, there were a number of reviews that talked about the old police department that got turned into a brewery, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, it just becomes part of history. Oh, that's hilarious. And um and it doesn't the, matter the if it's accurate. Best <laughs> part, well, I mean, speaking of accurate, the um we I get too were yeah, so What's tell them the story Uh-oh. about the Uh-oh. German Uh-oh. tourists who came to Eris and wanted to report their lost wallet.
0: She's like, that never
1: happened. No, that totally happened. It's in the notes. because they And they were pointed to their GPS because somehow it got into their GPS that this was a police station. And oh. so they wanted to report a crime. And our hosts were not 100% equipped to do that. Uh, so they told them where the police station actually was, but they, you know, they just kept pointing at it over yes. and over again. It's like, no, you're a police station.
2: Yeah, so that's no, that it was so right yeah. there.
1: And we're we're also a PokeStop.
0: Oh no, Pokemon. Sure. Yeah, yeah we're
2: a huge Pokemon yeah, stop too. had yes. some of
0: those. Uh, what are they yeah. called? Uh, those types. Some. Uh, there was a car water accident types.
2: that happened also on the outside, and they came into our parking lot because they thought we were a police oh. station. I remember coming out and being like, excuse me, folks, could I help you? And they're like, you're a police station, no? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, no. They're like, oh, well, we had an accident, and we saw that it was a police station. I'm like,
0: we'll I'm them. really we'll sorry. We'll come for <laughs> you if you want. But.
2: Yeah. No, that was great. And people to this day will come in and say, so they'll talk about the building itself, and yeah. they like they know. They're the expert, right? Yeah. And so they'll be like, yeah, it used to be a police station, and da 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 It's <laughs> Oh, it's my favorite stories. Yeah. I never interrupt them, though. people are like, them, oh, yeah. you didn't
0: know? You didn't know this place was a police station before? You didn't before. know this place used yeah. to be a library?
2: I've Obviously. Heard that. Obviously. Yeah. Oh. Obviously.
1: I've heard library. library. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I've been outside. There was a guy that w- was definitely not in a normal state and he had a dog with him and he came up to the door and he's like, God damn it, I hate this place. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, just working on the flowers outside it was DMV. way early yeah <laughs> and i looked the at the DMV. guy and he's like i'm like is everything okay and he's like yeah they incarcerated me here he's like ah they were talking about it. and he's like i'm out of jail now though and he started showing me all of his like legal forms of work and i'm like why did i even say anything but i let him believe it <laughs> was like a police the ch- station the church I held me hostage
0: here at one point <laughs> like whoa this is a different thing <laughs> totally this is a different thing so much fun uh-huh uh, it's like so people watching. So the 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 pilots, anything, nothing came about with the pilots? Oh, or are um, they still in production, maybe? A- oh uh,
1: APB was around for one season. I'm not even sure. Oh, they sure. Made, made a it season. Wasn't, mm-hmm. It wasn't a full season. Don't know. If I this, think the, did the
0: clip make it in? The, no, I think the, it was a full
1: season. No. I don't know if it was a full season. I just felt so bad. Because, I mean, when we're talking about it, they're like, yeah, well, so the premise is this super rich guy, you know, decides to buy a police you know precinct. precinct and operate it and like kit them out with like really high-tech stuff.
0: I think I watched an episode of this. They were like, using yeah. drones and stuff yes, and like, yeah. shooting. The drone yeah, scene was here. Okay, yes. yes. I, was, I actually literally saw that episode. Yeah. How funny is that? And then
2: the police station... Never watched
0: another episode of it, but... I yeah,
2: every I'm time it like, rolled, the police station was the dude, a front of about... The dude about that was
0: in it was from Weeds, right? He played... He played uh, I what's her name? I brother, believe. brother and Gary Weeds. Gary in Weeds. Andy. or
2: something like that. No, no. I, I okay. think you might be right. I don't know. I think his name
0: was Andy in Weeds about the Showtime show years ago. So the director,
2: though... Was the guy from Underwater, uh, Underworld?
0: Underworld, okay. I think and his they, wife. Is that Kate Beckinsale? I that was his, her yeah.
2: ex-husband. Yes. And so everybody was out there looking for him because he's quite handsome.
0: Oh, is he, he now? And he was quite handsome. Oh, is yes he now?
2: Oh yes, I did not get a chance to say hello. In real
0: though. life too, huh? Okay. In real life. I thought you were gonna say like Empire was shot here or something.
2: No, okay. no, but that would have been cool. Like I would totally do that. Oh, here.
0: He used like the Joliet Rialto for a few scenes in that on that one. Really odd so yeah that's so th- that was like forms of revenue you have to think about yeah. what, what can we do with this space while we're in kind of a I don't yeah. know what do you call it, like a hold you know
1: yeah we were in a serious holding pattern we weren't um, we weren't allowed to do like any structural demolition um, even even light demolition because we were we were in that phase we didn't there were two permits granted. One was a de- demolition permit. One was a construction permit. So we didn't have either. So we were very, very happy for that visit from the uh, Fox Studios location scout. With a yes. paycheck. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. That was nice. Let's take that.
0: And look at, again, Monday, noon. You got a nice little crowd of people coming in. You know, you can hear you can hear the ambiance in the background. You know, people coming in to eat. Probably have a nice, I see ciders on the tables. I mean, it's it's so far so good then right Mm. we
2: have a good lunch crowd yeah Mm. we're just building that up right now but it's it's doing pretty well yeah did
0: you guys kind of start with these same hours that you have now or just always yeah uh, yeah i
2: didn't want we didn't want to screw around with closing and opening and opening and closing so we kind of knew that we go with the skeleton crew in the beginning and just make sure that people are coming in and out and once it started getting busier we add more people on and we have a Mm. full service going on
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's an impressive space, but I, I guess I wanted to round back to like the, the, the decor and like, and like what went into this. I and mean, then we talked about the building and kind of why you were in the holding pattern, but it's like how much time and like energy and effort did it to, to procure all this stuff and to get it built and to get everything in this space. I mean, I know the four years or whatever from concept to, yeah. I know, mean, we had open. a long
1: runway, so, you know, we had a lot of time to kind of use our imagination and what things could be. Um, Remember front, the booths? The front of the bar. What's that? Do you
2: remember the booths, though, when they were putting the booths together and, and how cold and, it was? Oh, yeah. And how the lacquer wasn't working? Oh, my God. It just that wasn't was, setting? Like, well. It wasn't setting at all. Like, they had to take it. They, they thought they could do it here. Then they had to take it out of here and bring yeah. it to their studio where it was warmer. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Katie, yeah. but I was no. just thinking of all, like, the horror stories that it's, we had.
1: When you open in February. Oh, my Lord, yeah. Cold is a factor. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. But the bar? Oh, yeah. Uh, so bar front, um, the, the panels there, that, those are actually radiator covers uh, that were salvaged oh, from no a, uh, a bank. So the alderman's office called us. They're like, hey, you know, this building's coming down. You know, I'm going to introduce you to the, you know, to the realtor, you know, before, before the demo starts happening. This is over at Six Corners. Um, and, astonishingly, we are done before they were. Um, yeah. So it's a, a very large commercial development plan. But uh, yeah, so these radiator covers came from there, and then we just, you know, did put a different backing on it so that it would be, you know, gold in the background. But it's similar uh, in structure to the chaos symbol that, you know, the eight-pointed arrows. And so we were able to yeah. take one element and repeat it in a couple areas of different scales. So. Looking over at the windows there, too, you're going to see the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't able to salvage that. that had to be custom-made with uh, someone with a laser cutter to, you know, cut out all that steel. But, um, yeah, so those were, you know, we loaded up uh, Katie's family wagon and, uh, yeah, just you stacked give, them hit, like seven hit with high. A, a wagon? Yeah. A wagon? Yeah. yes. So, a lot uh, of the stuff we transported ourselves. We did, the um, Japanese, and then the, Kia. yeah, the family mobile. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: the fan mobile. The I like family that. mobile,
1: which is now the festival mobile, practically. Oh my God, it like that. That.
0: So many half barrels in that and thing. And we needed
1: <laughs> a. Um, so those uh, over the bar, those light fixtures, were part of um, a store that was going out of business. Um, and then same with the gigantic one in the lobby, um, but. The remaining light fixtures that kind of look like mushrooms on top here are all uh, original to the building with some tender loving care from Ms. Voig who uh, repainted them, you know, cleaned them up and repainted them.
0: A lot of work, a lot of elbow grease. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's
1: the thing. We we had the time. time. Like right now, I can think of several things that I would like to do with some of our, you know, salvaged pieces and obviously, you know, get back in touch and try to get that wood back from Mike, but
0: Mike, if you're I, we listening. We just don't
1: have, <laughs> we just, we, we don't have the time anymore. Right. You know?
2: We gotta make the time. That's the big thing. Right.
0: How do you do that? There's no, that doesn't exist right now, man. What right I, people I, in the right spot. I was spots. gonna say, you guys yeah. have like a you guys have people you trust, obviously. You're not, yes. you're not just two people running this whole damn thing, but it starts right. at the top and and it kind of moves its way down. So, I mean, how hard was it for you guys initially to find people like all right, I can now deal with these fires because they're dealing with these ones. So.
1: Um, are we there yet? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's still working. No,
2: right. we're still you working
0: know progress. We are, young. yeah.
2: Yeah, we're we we know where we need to be. We're just not there yet. And uh, this year is going to be. I mean, we're, we've talked about this year being kind of a growing year where mm-hmm. we are going to leave our positions that we're doing that in the building right now. And try to start growing Eris and thinking about the future of Eris rather than playing at the present it's been a lot of present 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 we are behind catch up cover the fires you know regrow
0: react 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 react
2: that's all it is yeah so but hopefully our new mantra this year is to figure out a way that we can grow it rather than um, you know just be in the present we need to think the future we need to fire ourselves we yeah. do. We definitely do. We Need to fire ourselves right, in our current position. Let me
0: positions. assist you. you, guys. Are officially relinquished of all responsibility other than growing this business. So uh, what? That th- seems way too easy. What's on the uh, agenda for for future for future eras? I mean, what's like? Do you guys have stuff? You're still formulating that list. Or are you kind of like this is one two three four um, you know, through twenty eight?
1: Um, former project manager. I like making lists. So mm-hmm. we, we definitely yeah. have ideas for how we want to grow. Like the, I mean, <laughs> that's
0: if we're the gonna, most vague the way. You like that? the way she
1: said that? Yeah. I was like, do I want to answer
0: ideas. anything else on that? Yeah. We have ideas. We are ideas. not talking about shit. Into we, are like <laughs> like we have <laughs> yeah, things in place.
2: So that's why she's here. Because otherwise I'm, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah. And we're going to do that. We're going to do this. That and that's what we want to do. But show. I, like, hey, I no, also no, no, would have no. said it's not going to happen this year. Yeah. So The question was, do you have ideas? And the answer was
1: yes. I totally
0: answered that question. I like that. So the the natural thought i mean and again the the reason I, which i which i voiced to you guys early on today before recording that i that i found myself really wanting to get here and talk to you guys was was based on so many people i trust telling me how great this place is and uh i i had no kn- knowledge until like later on that this was uh, all female owned anything like that you know something like that it, it was just kind of like all right, this is where I go when I'm in this area, or you know, Joe Peel for example. Like you get, you get <laughs> vegan food. You get, you have the ciders. Like the ciders are crazy good. The beers good. You know, everything. He
1: Joe has a great <laughs> recipe like site that he posts on. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I, I literally, awesome. my Prius out there has yeah. his sticker on the back of it That's because right. I love that guy so much. Uh, Drag through the garden, I believe, is is yes. uh, what he's what he's doing. Which I think is great. He should have his own podcast, obviously, too. But um, I think he should do that. But anyways, like people like him and Mike Palin over at Microphone, and and also Patrick at Open Bottle and Julie. And it's like going into places that I love and respect, or you know, I'm there for a podcast, whatever. And I fall in love with these places. And I always notice that like the the common thread of they have one cider on, and it's Eris for some reason. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's uh, these great spots, and they all seem to have Eris on. And I'm like, that takes a lot of respect i think uh in the industry for them to say like well we could just go easy and go to one of these big distributors and grab whatever two towns or you know uh virtue whatever nothing against those brands but but the fact that they're like it's local and have the relationship with these people maybe i mean they've probably been here or had you at a festival something like that where like they built that relationship so immediately my my brain was like boom so so for you guys, like, how important is you in, in, in the future here to like get more stuff out into the market? Or, or are you guys just like, we got to take care of the house right now and then eventually we'll grow that?
2: We have a very small amount um, right now that we take care of within wholesale. You know, the first year it was, you know, the house. We need to know how much right. we're going to be able to make, Keep how much we're going to go through. Roll. Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second year has been a growing year uh, when it came to the idea of how much side we can make and how much can we produce and then... How much can we sell? I mean, and it's not really about the selling, believe it or not. It's more about, you know, do we have enough of the materials to be able to sell it with? So at this point in time, we own our own kegs. You know, we only do quarter barrels, um, you know, and we only have so many in the house. So working with your distributor, who ours happens to be in Heartland, it's okay, when can I get some from you that are empty so we can clean, so that we can fill back up again and keep the supply, you know, going so they've been really um great working with us knowing that they can't build our brand right now because we don't have the juice to give them the opportunity to build our brand but they are working with us and i think that that they do definitely respect us and they love our brand and they're just waiting for us to be like when can we rock and roll this so Mm -hmm. um but i think the idea too is that we've had a lot of really great accounts that we're working with um you know people that have been in the industry for a long time and then we've also had some like little independent people that are just opening up their places for the first time They're woman ran also and have had programs or they believe in the idea of having a minority tap as we've heard and called it um so you know i think it's we we have a lot more people wanting us that we can give to and it's an amazing problem to have um, we just need to make sure that we do it the right way because the, le- ne- the worst thing that we could possibly do is bring out a, a lot of our product that's not the right quality, that's not the right consistency, that's not the right, you know, name to what we are doing. You know, so... It's huge.
0: I mean, the, in, in, again, how much of that is instilled in you from your experience in the past with companies like Rev and Goose and like these kind of great building blocks that you had leading up to your own place? And, uh,
2: I mean, yeah, a lot of it is friendships, but in the same sense, the people that I'm working with right now also know that if their if their beer or their cider wasn't quality, I would not bring it on. And I respect the idea that that's the same thing I say to them. You know, hey, this is a great well, I quality just mean The business
0: kind of brain that you've built over this oh. time, like you've <laughs> kind of watched these big brands, you know, as they've gone from not that big a brand to big brands. I mean, so... You kind of have that instilled in you, not the kind of pacing as to grow, and you also have to take into account ten, fifteen years of growth and the chain, giant changes in the industry every three years, and that you know, in the yeah. last, you know, in that uh, pocket of ten years.
1: I, I really think that Eris is its own animal, though. Yeah, you know, I, it's not like we can say, "Well,
0: yeah, you can't follow point, I, anybody else's path at this point." Yeah. you guys are not. I mean, yeah. there,
1: it's not like a, it's not like a boilerplate, you know, path to. Yeah, and Success. it's also there's so many different ways we could go. Yeah. You know.
2: But I think like also what you're like saying. The
0: arrows on the wall every
2: <laughs> single which uh-huh. direction. What an amazing
1: segue. Like yeah.
2: yeah. I do think that um we chose not to go with beer right now because of the idea that there are so many breweries. You know, Damn. and there's not that, that center. A I know. Yeah. And so like, you know, we had a bronze medal. You know, hazy hazy IPA that we won a bronze for And everyone's like, oh my god, you guys should just market that Just market that
0: Was that Fobab? Was that Fobab? Or, No, no, no it was from FGABS, G-ABS. G-ABS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, in 2018 I feel like I knew that, but I was trying to figure out which festival it was at Yeah,
2: yeah you didn't even know we grew reviewed though um, So come on, Joe I No, I did, I <laughs> knew, <laughs> and
0: again, I found that out later But no, yeah
2: <laughs> No, we're passing on the buck, though This time OIB won so our neighborhood has just been crazy. Well, between
0: Beezer and Lejuice, uh, they're the, the kings. Right, the so kings the northwest of, uh, side of Chicago. Yeah. Killer. The, yeah, so yep. between
1: oh, you had Alarmist, one of her, a, a Big, gold. They got the gold. Gold, We got Le the bronze. Yeah. And then the following year, we got Alarmist. Or, yep. No, 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 OIB. OIB.
0: O-I-B? Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think corridor was on that list. Yeah, at some they did point the double too. haze. It's like stop it. It's, like, it's, it's no, it's been crazy. It's fun. North, yeah. north side of Chicago, definitely. Just murdering. Corridor
1: in 2018. Yep. I think it was some kind of a Belgian style beer. That Maybe. or a double haze, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think they think they they won multiple. Did they have things, actually? Though, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: they've they won a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Chicago doesn't mess around. You we know, <laughs> get we get some stuff done. We got we got some done. talent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but cider
2: is a thing. I think cider is the best thing that we could do. And then when the new law opened up that tap rooms could have uh, alternative products or alternative beverages and mm-hmm. then cider came along, you know, I think it's great. open yeah, it's going to so be in higher demand us. now,
0: too, yeah. with these, you know, all these breweries uh, trying mean, to get you out there.
2: It's a great thing for us, but I think in the same turnaround, people that own their own breweries or tap rooms should understand that it actually just exposed them to so many more people. And whether they don't drink their beer or not, it's still, they're in the place and they're mm-hmm. talking about the it's place. Especially if you have
0: food. and yeah. you know, other stuff mm-hmm. to offer them outside of just the beverage side yeah. Yeah. that's
2: why you yeah. got to have a cool concept not just on that side of the bar but on the other side of the bar
0: mm-hmm. you have to you have to treat this as a whole we yeah. know we'd love to be like the integrity and the virtuous of like it's just about the beer i don't care about money i don't care about that you know i just want to think about the beer it sounds really sexy and awesome and cool and like oh i admire that so much but like you still have to address this place as, as a business whether they have food or not but i mean and I think the people who are being successful and are going to continue to be have figured that out. Uh, it's not like I'm, you know, Haha, we're only doing this because we're going to make <laughs> some money off of you. You know, it's <laughs> like you have to find that balance somewhere uh, of, of a business and like a passion and, yeah. a, and a place that's part of your heart is part of it. You know, uh, it's and again, we talked about the crazy amount of breweries that exist right now. And I feel like that totally gives you guys like a little bit of a leg up to have that to like two two different angles you come from. Uh, so, I mean, do you guys see that in the future? Because, I mean, I got to imagine soon enough, you're going to see some of these breweries going down and some of these less, you know, sought after, whatever it is. Not sought after, but, you know, there's going to be some ones that are going to get shaved off eventually. Um, I thought
2: that was going to happen a couple of years ago, but it hasn't. Me too. Uh,
0: uh, so it I really hasn't. Something.
2: I mean, I've heard... People were telling me in Wisconsin, I was with some Wisconsin folks and some folks from Minnesota while I was gone. And they were saying that a lot of breweries are closing up in Wisconsin and in Minnesota Mm -hmm. uh, because there's just so many of them and they've all opened up and then now they're closing. And that also could mean a thousand things, you know, like the laws are different in each state, you know, different Mm -hmm. ideas and stuff like that. But um, in Chicago, it's been thriving.
1: And I I haven't seen a lot
2: of people close their doors at all. If anything, I see more people expanding and I'm, I'm wondering, how like where are you gonna go like sustainability
0: of this model that we are all in right now is just seems just can't happen i mean eventually it has to start coming back so
1: much you know i mean you can't where the
0: survival is coming from a lot of exactly
1: so i mean in our neighborhood there are so many you know empty and or large buildings that were taken over by branch banking you know i need a branch bank in every single neighborhood and you know why does this neighborhood not have a brewery yet you know i mean you've just got a lot i mean some places have a lot of concentration mm-hmm. but um but other places yeah they want a local brew pub they want a place that they can go and yeah, learn yeah. and experiment and yeah, and, and if, just chill and if you look
2: at the places like in the suburbs they want to be in the city too i mean Salomoth is opening up down the street from my house in logan square That's crazy. you know middlebrow is there you know we have revolution one way then you go up and you have Hopewell. i mean there's a lot in Logan already, and people still want to be able to come down here. Pilot brewing, you know, there's, there's so still much. enough people there's to so go. Much. Yeah. So much. And they're very small tap rooms, you know, right but here, they make like, it work. As a
0: consumer, right here, if I left here today, wrap this up, I could, you know. Go to Old Irving for a while. I yeah. could go to you know Balmoral Half Acre and Spiteful yeah. and shoot down to Maplewood at four o'clock when they open. You know, like yeah. y- there's so much. You, you could literally
2: drop your car off in the parking lot and take the Blue Line down and hit missed everyone <laughs> yeah. and end up like at Haymarket. I think the Blue yeah. Line and yeah. ends yeah. there. I think at Haymarket.
0: All Chevelle, maybe grab a burger. Yeah, there you go.
1: The brew Line. <laughs> That's, That's what right. I say, yeah. Is that what they call it? Is well, that, there, there was a the marketing didn't campaign. Didn't sound like for you were it. buying
0: that that marketing at all. No, said, no, no, no. The way you see, like the brew no, Line. It, it's Shits. It's something no. that no. no it's no, something no. that
1: like we're like that it's there are attempts to develop that as kind of like a like a, as a thing, Marketing. you know. You got the, you know, restaurant row along Randolph, you know, yes. like why doesn't the blue line have a its own name name Restaurant you know? Right. It could be Cruz I oh, love those guys. Yeah, I'm sorry about
0: that. yeah
2: so I don't know. That could become a concept. I know it's been been talked about for quite a while. I think everyone's own businesses have gotten in the way,
0: <laughs> and yeah. now
2: I think yeah. they're re- trying to regain some momentum on it. Do you guys get, get a ton Lovely. of
0: industry people in here? Because I feel like you guys would get industry people in here a lot. I feel like uh, you know, like Trevor and like Joe. Oh, you know, these, like yeah.
1: These we've, um, and there are a number of folks that kind of live in like kind of between Avondale and Old Irving, and you know, and, and Portage. We've got uh, we've got. People who have their homes here, uh, yeah. who may have their breweries elsewhere and in different neighborhoods, but we're uh, we're a local option for them. So. Actually, yeah, I mean, Joe, uh, the guys from Alarmist were here last
0: Friday. I was gonna say, like, Gary and Gary um, Aaron was here, yeah. and, uh, Ethan and everybody from yeah, Alarmus. Guys from Evolution sense.
2: are coming in next week, I guess, yeah. this week, coming along. John, you know? John
1: from Haymarket and, yep. um, and Garrett. Even
2: Ari from Maplewood, you know, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he lives in this neighborhood, too. You know, that's why he's looking to expand in this neighborhood, too, you know, in that same sense. But Yeah, Garrett yeah. from Hypeworks. Oh, yeah, Garrett, he lives around oh. here, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a place to buy homes for families. Get it. We are the place Advertise, to have families man. here. What's the local
0: real estate agent? Let's throw <laughs> them on here.
2: I don't know where is she, Stephanie?
0: Come Stephanie, get <laughs> come get your your place here yes. by Eris.
2: So, um, we are supposed to do some bench trials with some cider at noonish.
0: At, at noonish. At noon-ish. Got yes, a noon-ish. Yes, 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 a little. So, yeah, it is definitely noonish. Yes, right? yes. We're a, so. a little past the ish part. So, is there anything you guys want to throw in before before we? Uh, to kill the mics, we did at a buck forty-five, like we thought. We kind of, yeah. we kind of. I mean, we
2: probably could have gone longer. Guys but guys Bench trial is something that we've had. are better planners
0: than you thought. <laughs> yeah, you right. I said an hour forty-five it would be about it, and that's. I where wish we're we would have planned
2: that you would have had the opportunity to try this bench trial oh, with us totally on. would uh, Sounds
0: awesome. On the mic,
2: yeah. you never know. Maybe we can awesome. mic it up right after this, but I
0: mean, whatever. Try it out. Um, no, that, I really thank you guys. Uh, is, do you have anything coming up? Like like anything we can throw in at the end at the yeah. events? Well, anything sure. like that? You our, got our two-year new year stuff. anniversary.
1: Our two-year anniversary is coming up right on the weekend. It's this Sunday?
0: Uh, today's Monday, yeah. yeah right, so uh, uh, Saturday happen.
1: we're going to be um, oh, Saturday, excuse me. breaking out the uh, peach and chong cider. So peach cider with uh, with some basil in it, and it's lovely. And um, are we also going to bring out the Vessi uh, cider? I'm not sure if we're doing that or not. That's a okay. surprise, as far as I That's know. a yeah. surprise. Yes. <laughs> so we might be letting the cat out of the bag, or I maybe not. Thought she was the responsible one.
0: Yeah. What the hell?
1: I, <laughs> okay. A, a vessie is a small piece of equipment where you can do like really small batches of beer and/or cider, and you can you can pour right from it because it's got a tap built yeah. into it. So
2: it's made for homebrewers, and yeah. uh, we were able to get uh, a gentleman that I knew from my past came by, and he bought the patent from Whirl- uh, Whirlpool. And now has created this Bessie that allows homebrewers to be able to make their own beer in this vestibule or this... Vessel. Yeah, vessel. Vessel. Um, so like that? Yeah, that theme was, today. Yeah, thank no. you. That's what happens when you have cider at 9 o'clock in the morning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, and it's great and it allows homebrewers to bottle and it ho- allows them to like ferment inside uh, this container and using grain and all those other things. I mean. We get to be the ones that take it apart and say, okay, we like this, we don't like this. Yeah. Try this design, do that design. Yeah. So it's been a very cool concept, but they made a very high alcoholic cider.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like how high mess- are we talking about?
2: I think about 9%, okay. which is oh, higher than Lord. normal for Let's us in go. cider. Sure. Yeah, because normally our ciders are about 6%. So
0: uh, what did uh, what did they give me here? What, what, this is like a pineapple, coconut, Ooh, something Yep, on?
2: that's the Paley.
0: Okay.
2: Pele's pineapple. So okay. it's pineapple and it's uh, fire oak. So it's actually been oaked.
0: Aged. What was the first one that I had? Oh, the you know, first
2: one, that that
1: despair. despair? It felt That's more
0: what
2: like, I had. That was. It so felt lying. more
0: just straight, like despair. Yeah. Little, so, so it was a pear was cider.
2: Okay. Pear with apples, and then we also add, blended in two types of uh, teas. So it was a oh, tea wow. pear cider. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. that you mentioned that because I would have not have said tea. Tea. Okay. No, yeah, sense. we use two
2: different types of tea: clementine I like and I think a. a uh, Jasmine, I think.
0: I love tea, so I'm, I'm glad that I got to try that. Yes. Now, this one is definitely has a little more of the wow factor to it, where you're like, oh, what is this? What oh, I yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's got the tropical kind of drink feel to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, sorry, I digress, though. So, no. anniversary coming up. You're going to break out some cool little yeah. things here. Yeah. Two, years. Two years. Two years. Yep,
2: that's it. Two years.
0: That's it. How you feel <laughs> like, Feels 30. like 14. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, that's coming up Cider um, Week is coming up at the end, middle of February so Cider Summit is on the 22nd of Feb- uh, February 22nd that's Saturday the week before there's a lot of events so if people want to take a gander and look up the uh, Cider Week in Chicago
0: Cider Week in Chicago yep
2: mm-hmm. you'll be able to find all the different events that are happening every night of the week there is a Cider event somewhere I know that um, we are going to be involved in the either opening night and or a burlesque night where we have some burlesque dancers coming out and we it's will, gonna be, we will heirs. not be performing it's not at heiress as of yet so it as may be yet. at heiress or like may I not plan be
0: to at make heirs. it here but
2: so well we're still deciding the spot so okay. but i just want to let people know about it because i think it's really going to be a lot of fun it's uh, vandermill it is um uncle john's no no okay. well uncle john's might be involved but All it's right. definitely vandermill it's definitely blake's it's definitely us okay. and i'm not those sure who else is involved so
0: two it's, fools two towns like any of those brands yeah those I guys might maybe. be involved
2: too it's it's um we're opening it up to a couple of different friends and friends of us in the cider industry and if they're not involved there's so many other cider uh events going on mm-hmm. two towns is sponsoring something over at um, sleeping village um we have oh my gosh, just take a look at the website. It's just Cider Week in Chicago or Chicago Cider Week. Mm-hmm. And you'll take a look and you'll see the different events going on. But that's going to show people cider. Yeah, People are have a chance to go around the city, South Side. I, they're trying to hit the Southwest Side, actually, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if they're going to make that happen We've or not. we got but some
0: fanatics down there. We do. We do, we do yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's something that's coming up, not just for us, but for the entirety of cider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we. I mean, every Tuesday night we have something going on at Eris. We either have Trivia we have bingo once a month, trivia two times a month and we also do um, game a game night. night. Okay. So just cuz we're a restaurant it's kind of hard for us to have, you know, board games out at all the tables yeah. all the time. So yeah, on game nights. Yeah, on Tuesday night the first week of the month yeah. or the first Tuesday of the month. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you guys. I mean, again, anything you want to squeeze in before we uh, get down to tasting you guys are going to start what, what did you call it yeah, the bench the, the bench,
1: bench, bench trials or? yeah bench the, trials, the bench trials so basically
2: go. what we're doing is we're working um, trying to come up with a new type of cider and you you laughed about habaneros and peppers and stuff but I think peppers no, no, is part of it's this
0: just sculping. just sculping. that's <laughs> the only, okay, that's all the only right. comical version of ha- habanero beer there's plenty of habanero beers out there that do just fine well we're going to be bench
2: trialing a cider
0: <laughs> with habanero with, I don't know sure if it's habanero I just know peppers I just know peppers
2: sort. I didn't ask specifically
0: it is the hotness I mean people like stouts. Been liking it in IPAs here and there. You're seeing it. You're seeing it kind of grow. I think with it's that. also
2: oaked. So cha- we're working. Chip
0: challenge. The one chip challenge that everybody's doing now. The, I have no oh, idea. come on! It's like come the on. super what? hot chip you can order. And then oh no, get, no, every, thank you. Uh-uh. Like you have five minutes and Like the
2: ghost pepper is uh, not oh, even the hottest go anymore. Go to the alarmist yeah, yeah, yeah. page
0: and find their their oh, whole their guys. whole group did it. Their whole group did it and like somebody filmed the whole thing. And oh there's God. like 14 of them doing it. I just oh. need to see their
2: faces. I could just imagine. yeah Joe. Well, he's. Nothing. I don't think he has actual flavors in his but mouth was anymore. It's fun to
0: watch everybody else's face <laughs> just bright, <laughs> sweat and tears, and just. That's uh. awesome.
2: That's awesome.
0: So, Eris, uh, it, it's it's cidery first. Eris cidery. Eris Brewery, Brewery and, and cider, cider, house. Cider, house. cider house. Cider house. Okay. Yes. Thank you guys again, uh, Katie, and Michelle. Really appreciate the time you guys gave me. And uh, cheers. Thanks for cheers. thanks right. for letting me have cheers. some of your. Yeah, water's good, too.
1: Yeah, there you go. Cheers.
0: Thanks, guys.
2: (laughs) Thank you.